Okay, everybody, welcome to the third special ep episode of Whatever. This time, we're talking about the original Star Wars trilogy, and we're excited because we are just five days away from Force Awakens. By the time um, Eddie actually edits this and posts it, it'll probably be like tomorrow. Yeah, it's very possible. Actually, I'm going to try really, really hard to get this one out over the weekend so that you have a couple of days to listen to it if you're so inclined. Um, so I'm sorry, you saying that sentence just five days away, it just gave me fucking wood, dude. I know. Dude, I, he's sitting next to me. It's sticking right up through the table, though. It's I mean, it's just hard not to notice. It's coming straight mm. into your mouth. Oh, hey, yeah. just remember, it's not gay if you're on Tatooine. Exactly. I, that's definitely intergalactic law. <laughs> All right, so with us, as always, uh, uh, is me, of course, Eddie. And we've got some other guys here, too. I'm Matt, as usual. I'm Sam. Not as usual, but still here. I'm Bryce, mostly usual, but, you know, sometimes not. We, we actually like having these guys do some some of these roundtables with us, so we're going to invite them back to do some other stuff uh, pretty pretty soon, actually. Uh, it's yeah. very generous of you. Before we jump full on to Star Wars, we have a couple things coming out, um, one of which is going to be the... the in March, it's the big Batman versus Superman. Oh, yes. Which I think and, is uh, huge at this table. Yeah. I, I think we're going to round table Man of Steel before that drops. So look forward to that in the near sure. future. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do the... Uh, this podcast is going to focus on the original trilogy. So um, episodes four, five, and six, or as we knew them as kids, Star Wars, The Empire yeah. Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. The, One, the two, only and ones three. That, the only ones that matter. The original trilogy. The trilogy. Or None as we that. as we refer, refer to them in the present day, the good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, to be clear, the only trilogy. None of that Lord of the Rings bullshit. And to be fair, we're not even like this. This isn't even like the the good versions of the good ones. These are the Blu-ray special yeah. edition. Is everybody else already re, re remakes? Basically committed to buying the the uncut theatrical versions oh, yeah. as soon as they oh, come out yeah. oh yeah like the yeah. second they come out i'll be there yeah, with I'll my wallet there. out just i'll probably do amazon the, like the pre-order yeah. so it yep. shows up probably just gonna be sitting there all day throwing my wallet at the screen go faster at my doorstep like yeah. stupid apple pay yeah <laughs> and sometimes they deliver it like a day early when you go on yeah. amazon so that's what i'm when you do for. it right yeah Ooh, oh that's a good thought fingers crossed yeah, exactly that's that's what i'm trying for <laughs> but i'm super excited to be honest, I did not buy the Blu-rays of these. I bought the special edition DVDs, and I was sad enough about that that I didn't buy any more. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you could hear that slightly orgasmic sound coming from Bryce, that's because we're drinking a very fine beer. Mm. Bryce, tell us about it. Oh, this is a Deschutes beer. This is... <laughs> Fuck, I don't even remember what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Something be... Yep, just shooting yep. all over the place. <laughs> I, I am, I am just shooting my load all over it. It's, it's amazing. It's the uh, dissident. It, dissident, thank you. Uh, 2015 version. Uh, this is uh, somewhat aged in... Uh, some of it is made with cherries, and, and the other portion is uh, aged in wine barrels. And it, So it's a soured beer, but it's it's delicious. It has a great cherry flavor to it. And, it does. Uh, as a non-beer lover at this table, some I I prefer the uh, the ciders and things like that. This is good. Mm. Deschutes knocked this crap out of the park. I'm not gonna lie. It is it is super good. Yeah, you you're gonna be a sour beer fan. Like I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> like people people who like wine or like ciders or whatever, but they're not too into beer. Like you give them a sour beer and that that starts converting them. So oh, you'll never convert me back to beer. I mean, I won't because. I was there. This then we'd is... have to split it four ways. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> to happy. be fair, I mean, Sam was a Natty Ice guy, so... Uh, excuse me. Bud Taste. Light. Fuck Natty Ice. <laughs> also, this shit is, like, more expensive than cider, so uh, there's yeah. always that, that 
point as well. Well, not to bitch and moan, but two towns price got raised at Fred Meyer's, those sons of bitches. Dude, you live close enough. You should just get a growler and just go get it filled. That's that's what I would like to do, but it's the holiday season, so I don't buy crap for myself right now unless it's in a bottle. Yeah, but if you bought a growler of the Naughty and Nice, then I would help you drink it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, dude, what a great friend. So I would even great. loan you a growler to fill. That would be oh, very generous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he would. Be very generous. I definitely am thinking about getting one of the two towns. They've got like the hydro flask thing going on, which looks oh, amazing. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> Star, Star Wars. Wars or something? Yeah. Star Wars, yeah. So at, like Eddie right? said, as we at the time of, the, of recording, we are but five days away from uh, the mm. 10 p.m. showing December 17th oh. of Star Wars Episode 7. So we're going to review mm. Episodes 4, 5, and 6 for everybody, um, kind of give our takes. Uh, so let's start with A New Hope. Obviously, it's the it's, – it's what got this ball rolling. Lucas could do one movie, and so he was like, well, I'm going to do this movie. It, it was the completely unexpected hit of 1977. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it had that. a relatively long theatrical run even for back in those oh, days yeah, for, yeah, sure, for sure. So sure. Yeah. No, no, it was it was a hit as soon as it came out. It wasn't it wasn't like nowadays where something will find like new life on VHS or DVD or, or Blu-ray, of course, obviously nowadays. Um, <clears throat> but, but the modern film era, I guess, is what I was going for. Uh, it, it's not like that where it's something will do shitty in the theater and then it'll you know, come to home video and all of a sudden it'll be great. They didn't have home video back. No, then, no, you know? no. And this and, is pre Betamax even. Yeah, yeah. Home video killed the movie industry. Oh, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Still Oops. going. Um, still, still going. But yeah, no sci-fi back in 1977, sci-fi didn't, didn't have like lines of people waiting to see it. It no. just didn't happen. No. So, no. Oh no. Remember when you had to be like a, a super Uber nerd to like, like star Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Growing up, Knowing that somebody likes Star Wars, it was, I mean, your punishment was banishment from all cool things, period. Except for Star Wars is cool, so that's patently untrue. <laughs> well, I do remember it being a decidedly, like, nerdy thing. Like, you, first off, fucking everybody loves Star Wars, so everybody that would give you shit about it, you're like, dude, just shut up. You know, you know you like Star Wars as much as anybody else does. Yeah. But it was a decidedly, like, nerdy, bent sort of thing, like... Well, I, th- I think the big thing was if you were into sci-fi before yeah, Star that's Wars what I'm came saying. out, then yeah, you were a fucking nerd. Like Definitely. that's that. Yeah. That, if you went to the multiplex on the weekend to watch Plan Nine from Outer Space, you were fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I you, mean that's you, pretty much it. You got wedged in gym class. Like, I'm still not seeing what's bad day. about no. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you like your tidy whities like up your ass crack doesn't mean the rest of us do. So, uh, yeah, no, I. It it was it was the runaway hit of seventy seven. Nobody saw it coming, uh, especially Lucas, and especially not fucking Fox, or for that matter, the rest of the cast. Is my my understanding that they basically didn't think they were going to come back to a job at some point. The, thing, the whole thing was just going to be shut down. Yeah, so. Harrison Ford had just gone out and bought a whole new set of carpentry tools and shit. Like he was yeah. ready to <laughs> start building more yeah. sets. But uh, yeah, um, it's it's. I don't know, man. We talked about this a little bit during uh, during Empire a little bit ago. It the way that it starts is kind of sets the tone for the entire rest of the original trilogy with the the scene in space and the ship overhead and mm-hmm. and like there's just shit happening and like as soon as the movie starts. Well, and I I like to put myself in that mindset of somebody you know coming in. We're used to things like these serial 
sci-fi movies and then you come in and you see this opening sequence and it's epic right the scale of it and what is going on it's just it's something you've never seen before and so it kind of immediately blows you out of the water with that very very first scene there's no build into it it's here's space here's a planet holy shit there's two big giant star you know starships and one's chasing the other one and shooting at it yeah and i mean i'm not a film historian so i don't know like the history of shit but like how many don't don't lie you didn't get that phd for nothing how many (laughs) he's just being modest guys guys let's not talk about that anyway how many movies do we know of that opened with like reading no none the crawl well first off the crawl so i mean the biggest contribution i think you can say and what's kind of odd about this is if you watch star wars today if you'd introduced a new person to star wars today i think what they'd say is that a lot of it's cliche which is patently untrue because the reason it's cliche is because Star Wars started all that shit. Yeah. So, right. like, um, there's a lot of interesting things, I think, coming up, and, and especially even with the opening, The Crawl. I mean, The Crawl is just absolutely iconic in filmmaking, I think, today. You can't really do it outside of a Star Wars film because, you know, it is so very quintessentially Star Wars. But And these days, the words actually move. Back back in 77, it was actually the camera that moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the words were, like, solid. They were just in place, and the camera rolled over top of it. So, yeah. Um, well, I think these days probably the computer makes it move. What? Thanks, George Lucas. Shut sorry, your mouth. Sorry. sorry anyway, um, they actually have like a plugin for like iMovie. So you can do that today. It's not so. Yeah, like it's really easy. These are these are like two two of the huge contributions. Is like just the the opening crawl was huge, and then um the overhead shots of the spaceships and just and shit happening like right away when you get into the movies yeah um, that's a tone that they've kept out through all of them even even the prequels which if you listen to our previous uh podcast about this we're obviously not the biggest fans of the prequels but there were some things that they did keep true uh that being one of them they at least got close on Okay, so as we were watching Empire, one of the things that I was saying is that uh, I think that these movies hold up really well in terms of effects. And so keep that in mind in the fr- with the frame of reference of being in 1977. So just with that opening shot, you establish what kind of movie you're getting into. And these would have been something that was really, you know, something to see as far as effects go. You know, like everybody went to Avatar, I think, mostly on the word of mouth that it's a beautiful movie to watch, even though the story's kind of, you know, meh. Dances um, with Wolvish? Yeah, Dances with, with Fern Gully. Yeah, what? Friend Gully with mm-hmm. space aliens. What? But what do you mean? Nah. Unobtainium? Come on. Hey. No, hey. they really took a long time on that script. I'm sure. Yeah. It really. There seems was a like cut a... scene that explained that. All right. Yeah. It really so, seems like Cameron took his time coming up with that material. It's weird. I didn't see that cut scene, and I own the version of the you Blu-ray know, that has three fucking versions of that movie. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Did you get the deluxe one too? The big, yeah. yeah, I got you know, that. One you know, we can, we can talk How shit about that. How many times have you watched that? We can, Once. Yeah, exactly. We, we can talk shit about that all we want, but then, you know, we go home and go to sleep when we're not billionaires like James Cameron. So, yeah. Who, what, what do you mean? Oh, you are. Sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't get that PhD to be poor, motherfucker. We are, we are sitting in the parlor, are we not? Yes. <laughs> We can go through the secret passage. To we, study we record. If you like. we, we record this in my. There's a lot of room. candlesticks around, though, so hopefully nobody gets killed. Uh, so anyway, we we establish right away. Star Wars is a big deal. Like it's a big thing in comparison to a lot of the other types of movies we're seeing, and it is a relatively novel concept at this time to show a big sci-fi movie on the screen. So I think that's one of the things that you know, just everybody loves it because there's such a nostalgia factor to it. But even if you don't. You know, even if you don't have the nostalgia associated with it, I they're just good movies. Like 
Yeah. There, there's a lot of things about them that just make them good movies. So we're going to get, I'm sure, get into that. So, so let's let's set the, the, the tone for A New Hope. So A New Hope is a story, um, it, as it opens up, we've got a couple different things going on. We've got a farm boy living in the desert. There's not much of a farm. Apparently they farm moisture. Yeah. Um, which is relatively unimportant. But uh, we've also got a, a space battle going up, going on in space right above the planet where said farm boy lives. And uh, there's obviously something going on. There's there's an empire uh, with an imperial senate. Uh, there's a Darth Vader who we're like, who the fuck is that guy? Uh, doesn't Darth Vader uh, it just hit you the second he steps on the screen? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's that's some cool shit. When, the, when you first see Darth Vader, A... His voice is scary. Like just the from the second you hear, you know, his voice, that's like, oh my god. And then he just immediately, you know, starts wrecking shit. Yeah. yeah. There's also a trade federation. Oh wait. No. no we there's, there's no trade federation here. Um, you get the sense that something is obviously very wrong because these people are are uh, abducting an entire ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see some little droids running around. Um, you would call them robots at first because you don't know they're called droids yet at this point. But uh, kind of the long story short, the uh, the Empire takes the ship. Then the the main uh, person on the ship is is uh, a, a counselor, no, princess Leia, counselor Leia um, Organa, and uh, she's she's being accused of doing doing something subversive toward the Empire. So uh, they're trying to catch her and find out where these plans are we don't know what the plans for that are for. battle station no they said battle station do they they say battle yeah, station. they say yeah, battle yeah, station yeah, yeah. that's that's all they refer to the death star as anyway okay uh, so spoiler alert sorry just it's, a it's tiny the, little star. so the droids are jettisoned station. um in some escape pods there's no life signs so the empire's like well whatever it must have misfunctioned malfunctioned which, which you know as much as i love these movies like what are they paying by the laser like who said that somebody said that that i've listened to recently <laughs> they yeah. must be they must be paying by the laser because they couldn't just blow that fucker up well yeah. and our 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 own economy is you know resource and energy based. So why is the empire's not? You because know? the empire is the empire. So well, you would think I that mean, stormtroopers would not miss that much if I'm, it was I really. Mean, <laughs> well, yeah. we will we'll talk about that. It's coming out of your paycheck, theories. motherfucker. Sam, we're talking we're talking about the New York Yankees of an entire galaxy far far away. <laughs> Money is no object, but apparently accuracy is. Goddamn Yankees. So, anyhow, <laughs> yeah, sports ball. <laughs> stickball for sports yay any of you listening that don't know this um three of us like several sports one of us doesn't necessarily dislike them but doesn't watch them yeah i i know how to play them all they're fun but yeah i couldn't tell you who plays for what anymore um so anyway we get these droids that are jettisoned and they're found by said farm boy they acquire them through a series of trades and whatnot with some little tiny dudes and they hoot and click and whatnot so the job was which is i gotta stop just... using whatnot so much because i think i did two in one sentence there hey, you're turning into kevin smith faster and faster <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the job was uh that's another thing you know that just to, to be fair people listen to kevin smith's podcasts so oh, oh. you I, could turn into kevin smith again. And faster if you weren't such a selfish asshole again i, I don't know what you mean would be okay with that <laughs> uh jawas you were talking about jawas yeah, so there's a lot of cool things about this scene, like the the sand crawler. Like, uh, I think that's what it's called, right? Sand yeah, the sand I don't crawler. think it's actually credited on the screen, but mm. mm-hmm. sand the sand crawler. Sand crawler. Yeah, they should just put it, put it on, <laughs> write it on the sign, sand crawler TM. You know, like made by Ford or something. T14 speeder. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so the sand crawler you know is just another interesting set piece um I, I, that whole thing you know like they basically have a city on wheels for these tiny little beings which is kind of neat yeah and not only that it kind of gives scope to what the technology is at this point in time on tatooine as well and it really is i mean when you look at the picture itself it, it creates this setting oh so very well of advanced civilization but still backwater planet because this thing is all rusted to shit it, it, al it also raises a question for me like they got a lot of droids on there who who the fuck are throwing all these droids out <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. Like, you, I haven't think, really thought about that before. <laughs> you, th you think these are like the 286 droids you know, well, from like 1994? We also that... get the sense that these droids actually have no sense of, uh, like, they're they're obviously objects. Like, people own them because they're not. Right. Because the, the Jawas. Well, they got, they've got restraining bolts on them. Well, not, not the two main droids yet. I mean, after the Jawas the catch Jawas them, they do. Them, but yeah, yeah. the Jawas just take them. Like there's these yeah. random droids out in the desert, and the Jawas are like, "Well, there's nobody around. These must be ours now." And that's and that's fine, but like all these other droids that the Jawas have, like maybe they barter, maybe they trade. I don't know. Uh, but I, you know, I never really thought like they've got a fuckload of droids on this ship. But do they just go steal them from places? Like, like we don't know. We don't know anything about probably. the Jawas. I'm what willing to bet they're little thieves. Here's you know? here's my favorite part about the Jawas, and this this theory, wasn't yeah. my favorite part until the prequels came out. These are a tiny little species. And instead of creating or using some racist dialect from a, uh, another race here on planet Earth, like, they just gave them their own language. They just created these little, you know, noises and whatnot. They didn't have to be like, oh, little Annie. Yeah, they, they, they can accomplish their role within the plot perfectly fine without actually having to speak. It's like, like Chewbacca, like R2-D2. Like, we... We don't know what they're saying. Obviously, three PO and Han do. I think I got that backwards, but um, you know, if you get to go respectively, but um, well, and even yeah. Luke learns to understand R two. So you know, sure, yeah, yeah. At least, at least, yeah. He's he's got some sort of intuition about what R two is fucking saying. Even maybe, yeah, you know, maybe not. He doesn't understand exactly the beeps or whatever, but but he knows the essential message of what's going on. No Jew goblins were harmed in the creation of new species on. Oh, the, the original trilogy. Hold on, hold on, the Rancor. All right, yeah, we're, we are, as I think was previously stated, watching Return of the Jedi on mute here to uh, keep us in the spirit and kind of maybe give us some, some other talking points. And uh, currently the, the Rancor and Luke are having a battle royale, a cage match, if you will. Man, I hope he wins. I know, I yeah, really do. I'm in suspense I don't here. know, it's I don't uh, know. edge of my seat here. <laughs> I, the... <sighs> but I don't know, the Rancor is such a beautiful beast. It would, it it would be a shame it's if it was gorgeous, killed. look at it. That's beautiful. I'd like to have it as a pet. I might, I might take off my shirt, oil myself up, get really fat, and cry if it died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way you eat chips, you probably yeah. won't even have to add oil. He was yeah. going to do that anyway. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. I'm not even going to have to work at getting fat either because uh, the chips are going to do that for me. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go ahead and go back to the uh, so, episode so four real quick. I mentioned this during the last movie too. Um, this... So what happens is basically uh, the farm boy finds these droids. He sees a hologram of, of Princess Leia. What drives this whole set of movies is a horny little farm boy that sees this princess and is like, holy shit. Yeah. That's what I, they look like when they're I, not on this planet? Yeah, I'm going to hit that so hard. I'm going to fly across the whole goddamn wait, galaxy. Yeah. Wait, we're talking about farm boys and princesses. Isn't that um, a Ron Howard movie? Wait, he didn't direct this? No. Oh. Not this one. But you know the other one with Wesley and 
Buttercup. Yes. See, but as that, you farm boy, actually, farm boy, you sort of get sued. Fetch me that X-wing with the play with the force. You've actually brought up kind of a good point, which is that uh, the Star Wars movies themselves are built on you know sort of quintessential tropes, and that's one of the things that I think make them work so well over the years um, because the the basic plot archetypes are there and they exist. I mean, and don't take this as a dig because they're all over the place, and once you see them, you just can't stop seeing them. But, you know, the classic ignorant farm boy goes off with a wizard to save the damsel in, dispre- in distress. You know, which movie did I just describe? Was that Lord of the Rings? Uh, was that um, Star no. Wars? No, it was wasn't. That, yeah. Because you didn't describe a movie where a bunch of guys take a walk for a really long time. There's no damsel, yeah. motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> you assholes don't like Lord of the Rings? Oh, let's, let's get... Let's, let's, let's All right, we're going to keep talking about Star Wars. This is wrong podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that... There really is a lot of walking. Yeah. Well, there is for the two. There's a lot of other shit going. On. Okay, this is a Star Wars podcast. We're gonna we'll talk about this later. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I don't have I don't have the time or the crayons no. to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, it, it is it is a very uh, basic story yeah. type. You know, you know, yeah. Yeah, there, there's only there's only Heroes so many there's only so many really like story arcs. That I think, they, actually I think work. they say something like there are three stories that have been ever told and they just get repeated and repeated or something. Yeah, I mean, there. The further you want to delve into it, or the more you want to generalize, either way, um, yeah, there are going to be fewer and fewer types of stories that really work well. Yeah. We saw in the prequels that uh, there are certain story types that do not work very well. Um, but you know, much like Avatar, um, it you know, it's 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 a story type that is not necessarily groundbreaking by any means, uh, but it works very well for what it does. Yeah, and, and told in an interesting way, I think, is the key. Like, yeah, certainly, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, young horn dog decides that. Uh, well, he doesn't decide this at first. He just well, and the the, we the stupid robot the, doesn't it, play the whole message. Yeah, and he just wants the robot to play the whole message. So they go on a journey to find. He's like, I'm trying to jerk off to this, and you keep pausing it. Yeah, God. He, he goes to he, on a journey to find the droid's owner. No, old I, Ben. No, no. Let, let's let's talk about this like real quick because you know Luke's kind of digging around in R two, and all of a sudden, pop the message. Digging around. Playing. Yeah, he's he's digging it's around. Not with the only his, thing that pops with his penis, <laughs> or maybe it's a wrench. I don't know, a spanner perhaps. Uh, but but he he goes around and suddenly pop this half this message starts playing, and then as soon as he takes the restraining bolt off, the message is done, and I forgot what I was talking about. So you probably delete that. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome because i watched him forget it <laughs> yeah. i was like i had a train of thought and then it just like it just, <laughs> his train of thought like grew wings and flew away yeah okay. Okay. It was pretty awesome. so so no what it, what it was what, what it was is i was i was uh thinking like what, the, what was the purpose of playing half the message but then i realized oh the purpose was to take the restraining bolt off <laughs> oh duh <laughs> Yeah. yeah so you know that, that's kind of what he just wanted yeah. him to take the clothes off just for a little it's like taking the handcuffs off with a person strapped to your bed just the tip. it's it's obvious that the pissy little for, robot doesn't want to play in the whole message true yeah and he um, is a which, pissy this, little and, robot. and luke is, is already things. upset that he's got to clean these droids up anyway because he wanted to go to tossy station and pick up some power converters yeah okay yeah. play around with his fucking friends and there's yeah. a whole montage with the sad horn music which is really good music john williams let's let's not <laughs> Oh, the, scene, the the Luke standing yeah. on the dune, staring off into yeah. the thing. That is the most, probably the most iconic shot of the series. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And actually, sure. what it, gives it, me what gives me hope about this movie, I'm gonna I'm gonna go completely fucking meta for a minute, but um, 
in a recent interview, like super recent, Hamill said that that opening, that that shot on Tatooine where you see the twin sons and he's standing there with his leg up on the yeah. on the dune and whatnot. Um, he said that he had a moment like that in Scotland when oh. they were filming episode seven. Oh. And, and so, which is what gives me hope about these, the, the new movie specifically because like Mark Hamill was like, no, like it took Five me days. back to being in, in Tunisia I just want to jerk so, off all over this table. Anyway, back back to the to the story at hand. But that's I I thought that maybe uh, anybody that might not have seen that interview or whatnot yeah. would would. If you're one of the four people that probably live in some undiscovered tribe in the Amazonian rainforest or something that aren't planning to see the Force Awakens, oh, yeah, maybe you should check it out. I'm just saying. Yeah. Click click, click boop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um yeah I, I like that point. So the droids. I mean, we, we've got this this character, Luke Skywalker, introduced to us. He wants to go to Tashi Station, and he's really bitchy about it. But he's also the hero because we, we get the music. Um, this is where we introduce... He's bored is what I Yeah, get. he's bored. He's bored. And we, shitty little city. This so, is, a, this is, a, this is another classic trope, you know. Look. He's I, the yeah. shitty little town that you got to get out of as soon as you turn yeah, that's who I, I know where you're going with this. And I'm going to point something out to you before I, before I let you get there, though. Luke is more emotional about not getting to go to Tashi Station or joining the Academy this year than when his fucking aunt and uncle died. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's a different kind of emotion. To be fair, now he can to go to Tashi Station all he fucking exactly. wants. Exactly. Like, he's his own That's boss now. Only instead of Tashi Station, he's like, fuck Tashi, I'm going to fuck it all around and get me some... Pussy! <laughs> Sister pussy. Oh, it it was. He was. No, he was really broken up about uh, Abru and Owen for like well, four seconds. And he's like, all right, let's go to Alderaan. Yeah. I'll go to Alderaan. He's like, I'll cut my losses. Fuck it. He's like, well, um, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I wonder if they had a will or like a trust for that farm. Like, like what happened to it? Like, Luke just took off, you know? Like, did the droids take over? Maybe they like, give it all back to the sand people. No, like the, the I mean... To take over. Oh, that's why... 3PO fucking... never did that's talk, what... to the, talk to the binary load lifters, so... That's true. Yeah, he didn't, so... That's why the Jawas have all that fucking equipment, because people just die all the fucking time. Well, it's a fucking desert. And they're yeah, like, well, sucks, nobody's basically. around, let's pick up all these well, droids. It'll age you 30 years in the span of 17. I mean, look Indeed. at yeah. Owen and Aunt Baru. I mean, you went from Joel Edgerton to those old fuckers there. Mm-hmm. And you, you go from, uh, what's his name? Ewan McGregor. And they have Ewan, Ewan McGregor to, to Sir Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness you know? And they, they have shitty memories all of a sudden about, you know, you know owning like, droids like and whatnot. Like, like begging Luke's father not to leave to go to war. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, wait. you know. Yeah. Uh, mm, uh, okay. So, uh, so we're off to. Well, Sam, go ahead and introduce us to Obi Wan. Uh, and so Luke gets taken to Obi Wan because his shitty little droid decides to run off in the middle of the night. And actually, they they brought the mountain to Muhammad, really, because yes, that's that's because they the get point. into some yeah. trouble, and Obi Wan actually yeah. has to come after them. <laughs> Yeah, and so he we, we whoa see whoa Luke. whoa we don't want any Islamics talking in here. Whoa, <laughs> Jesus! Listen, we're gonna Allah you. Akbar. Um. Anyway, oh. inshallah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, we're playing like whatever offension uh, offensiveness bingo. Like, I don't know what we're playing because Bryce far... is the only one in this fucking room that actually speaks Arabic. So. How <laughs> <laughs> Um. And so I assume Luke, he said that's true. In order to meet this. Okay. Bueno. For fuck's sake, guys. 
See, it's all about context. That's what our teachers used to say. <laughs> it is all about context. <laughs> That's why Luke kissing. Oh, excuse me. Nope, sorry. Yeah, nope. Mm. Stop. All right. Tell okay. us about Muhammad. I mean, Obi Wan. Uh, <laughs> so the Mound of Muhammad uh, metaphor is actually really well put there. I like that. You see Luke going after his little robots who get lost, and in the middle of it, they find some possible sand people, and he wants to take a peep at these people. Possible? Yeah, well, you know, they're looking for him. They don't know if they're there. You know? Another species that actually has no discernible um, <laughs> Earth dialect. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of sound like walruses just a little bit, if you think about it. No, certainly, yeah. But through the assault on Luke and his unconsciousness, we see the introduction of Obi-Wan as with the Cryad Dragon Yell, which, to be honest, I was sorely disappointed in the replacement of the original on the Blu-rays. Oh, because the, the original whoop yeah. noise? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that bugged the shit out of me. Like the Cray Dragon? Yeah. When I realized what we were missing, it's like, well, what's the fucking point of even taking that out, number one? Number two, I mean, that's one of the things that I, I see as being somewhat iconic about Star Wars. So. Yeah. Um, and I, we kind of got to skip forward here, because if we spend the next 45 minutes, I do want to point out another thing that probably every fan about this knows, but, you know, as, as Obi-Wan's telling Luke, you know, oh, this is your father's lightsaber. It's an elegant weapon, not, you know, clumsy like those blasters. Uh, civilized time. Yeah, yeah your father would have wanted you to have it, um, you know, because he murdered all the younglings with it, and he thought, you know, what more, what better than more bloodshed, you know? Yeah. yeah. Take this yeah. off, go kill some kids. Oh, well, that's how we roll. Yeah. Here, please pass the murder weapon onto my son. Yep, which definitely. we're we're because OJ, OJ, OJ plans on giving on the gloves the to the Star kids Wars or something. Too. If the lightsaber don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> okay, so a couple key things happen. We leave Alderaan. Um, how do we do that? Because we meet Chewbacca and Han Solo um, in one of the most iconic scenes in the entire fucking trilogy. In which um, we all have opinions about the scene. Uh, well, three of us have the right opinion. Yes. <laughs> You know what? I don't give a fuck who shot first. But it's That's... so important. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the last podcast. Bryce Summers is invited now. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, I don't know. We I do. Know. We do. And do, we do pointed you... it out. And actually, when we watched Empire, we pointed out why that scene is so important. Yeah. Do you want to take this one? No. Yeah, absolutely. Tell, tell, us, tell us why it's we'll, important that we'll uh, Han, Han shot first. So the whole point of, of Han Solo is when we meet Han Solo, he's a scoundrel. He's a smuggler that is wanted by the crime lord Jabba the Hutt because he was about to get boarded and he dumped the uh, cargo he was supposed to be hauling um, to escape. Illegal cargo. Illegal he's cargo. Because he's a smuggler. Um, and he's not a, he's not he's like not a good dude. He's not a bad dude, but he's not in it for anybody but him. And yeah. that's important because when the bounty hunter Greedo shows up to to take him back to Jabba, he has to shoot first to get away because it, it helps define his character as being the scoundrel character. He's not the kind of guy that's going to wait for you to shoot first. If you say, hey, I'm going to take you and turn you in for this reward, and I don't care if you're okay. dead or alive. Okay. I don't I don't know what race Greedo is. Does anyone know that, by the way? He's a Rodian. He's, He's a, a Rodian. Rodian. Thank you. He's a Rodian. Who knows how fast Rodian reflexes are? Because uh, human reflexes aren't too great. Oh, come but, on. This is a stretch. No, no, no. This but is I will, semantics, but I will, dude. I, I know, I know. It doesn't really matter to my argument, though. Um, I just think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so fair point. My, my argument is, like, with the time frames involved, Han was shooting anyway. It doesn't matter whether Greedo shot first, yeah. second, not at all. 
there's there's no way that Han would have. It, it's not a reactionary shot. It it doesn't matter if Greedo shot first. Han's shot is not reactionary. The argument uh, the argument is the argument is it's a reaction, so it's a weaker portion of his character. It's but they're building up the whole entire conversation between the two of them. Han Solo is building up yeah. to work his blaster out slowly. Certainly. So he can shoot the shit out of Greedo. Which says everything about his character. And walk the fuck away without Greedo having shot mm -hmm. at all. I mean, I would have been really happy sure. to see Greedo not shoot at all. So That'd be fine. So yeah. we have the scene in Empire, the first the first kiss between Han and Leia, which was a little oh, bit Oh yeah, this goes towards it too. Um, but it also, like, she doesn't want to be involved with the kind of guy that would shoot first. Oh, no. She, she does, though, is the thing. She does. Okay, well, her mouth says no. Her mouth says no, but, but everything else but says her yes. Well, her mind is saying no, but her body. Her that, body. That's that's like when a girl says, <laughs> "I don't want to yeah. date an asshole," and then they only date assholes. Which I mean, to be fair, all of your girlfriends do seem to want to date assholes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially the kind of asshole that thinks that fucking Greedo shot first. Exactly. And it, it, no, no, no. I don't. I don't. Obviously. Per, per well okay so per the original movie uh greedo didn't shoot at all i believe uh then george lucas said oh okay we're we're at, we're gonna add greedo we're gonna say he shot first and then that'll mean han is protecting himself so han's actually like a good guy not a bad guy but it's it doesn't make any difference yes it does because it greedo does. shooting makes... first is a shit show designed to be more politically correct just like taking the guns out of the the uh dude's hands in et when they're chasing the kids through the town and yes shit. no no, no. Uh, don't get me wrong i think it's stupid that greedo shoots shoots first i think it was stupid that it was changed but i don't think that it makes a difference as far as han's character is concerned i think it does I and could... i think it's a subtle difference that maybe you just don't get subtlety dude well it may just be that he doesn't care about the subtlety which i that actually i'll give him that's kind of a valid point i mean it does we we do lose something i think from the scene with greedo shooting first but to his point it's not exactly like Han was just sitting there yeah. waiting, and then he pulled it's, his blaster after the shot. Stop playing with the toy on Mike, please. The fact that he, the fact <laughs> that he changes it, just says something about George Lucas too. It doesn't say yeah. anything about Han. Doesn't say anything about Greedo, and the fact that he tried to change it, yes, is is stupid. That it's I unnecessary. It does say a whole crap load about George Lucas. See, him actually changing it, and I think, and I think we can agree, he shouldn't have changed it. No, I'll, I'm, I'm in total agreement with that. Yeah, there we go. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, absolutely you can stay but well, you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so you don't just love me because i buy beer okay yeah. speaking of that though you should probably go pour yeah. another one all right so we're back with a new beer and we've just decided that uh the hand did in fact shoot first yes. um <laughs> like, like the okay, general okay. consensus is that yes we've all agreed now Three out of four podcasters, so 75% is here's a Oh, that's what it is. It's the, like, the, like three out of four dentists agree that you should brush with, brush with crest. So here, here's, here's the Colgate motherfucker right over here. God damn it. Okay, All right, here's, here's just, just to cap this off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a quick question. The question is, in the special editions of the movies, uh, does Han know that he didn't shoot first? Yes. That's what matters. Uh, no. He doesn't yes. know that he didn't uh, shoot see, first. Uh, see, yeah. that's ridiculous, because uh, Han Solo is Harrison Ford, and the prequels came out after the original movies, so I'd argue, yes, Han No, 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 not the prequels. He's saying, like, or, in, yeah, the, in the... the originals. In, in the special edition, 
so let's accept the change and pretend like it always existed. Let's pretend it's real. I I don't. I think it's stupid that it happened. Okay, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll definitely. But agree he, with you he's that. basically arguing that it doesn't dis- di- really diminish his character because Han was going to shoot anyway. And Han had no idea that Greedo shot first because it happened so fucking fast. D- yeah. So he's trying to argue that Lucas being a dumb bastard and changing the scene, thereby making the audience think that Han is a better character than he is doesn't necessarily change Han as a character because Han always thought he was going to shoot and he didn't know that Greedo was going to shoot because of the reaction time between. Okay, that one, controversial, but I'll give it to you. That I, I think, can see. I think fanboys are being extremely pedantic when they're saying, oh, oh a yeah. split second before Han shot, Greedo shot, and, well, okay, Rodians apparently have argument. worse aim than fucking Stormtroopers. It gets better, <laughs> it gets better when you Maybe. change what media type, though. Because he didn't miss by as much on the Blu-ray as he did on the DVD. Maybe See, uh, maybe all the stormtroopers are Rodians. What I what I think is and that's no. why they can't fucking shoot. A lot like a lot I'll of us that have a problem with though, that scene. Aren't you being pedantic by making this argument? What I, I I'm I'm Counting George Lucas is pedantic. Pedantry with it. more pedantry. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, no, I think the thing that for a lot of people the problem is that Lucas changed it at all. Because I think a lot of people the problem is that he wants us the audience to feel. Like Han's not such a bad guy. That's true. Lucas and we shouldn't. That it, that, that accomplishes nothing. That actually makes Han for a worse character. Like I like the conflict in Han Solo. Like I like that he's kind of a smuggler, gray area t- sort of dude. Because well, it's a that, good counterbalance to Luke, who's Luke's just the jump right in, save the princess. There's nothing good in it for here's, me. Here's my thing with Han Solo. This dude's been all over the galaxy. He's smuggled a lot. He's probably smuggled hookers and done most of them. Well, and he was also yeah, at the Imperial Academy. Didn't have to he's pay a former either. Imperial officer. Right. So. Like, the dude has had strange like no one else has ever had, for the most part. So, here's Ancient this dude. Hope your religions are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. Or a hooker. Anyway. Um, Be that as it may. So, you, you get this dude who's banged every Twi'lek this, this side of Kessel. <laughs> <laughs> And then he meets this this chick, and she's fiery, and she's ballsy, and she's she she doesn't give a fuck. She'll stand up to him and just be like, "Dude, you're stupid. We're gonna do things my way and whatnot." And she's the girl for him. Like he decides hey. at this point, this is the girl that makes me want to be a better man. Hey, do you think a, a princess and a guy like me? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no Why do okay, I have to yeah, be yeah. Luke in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think okay, I. I think Lucas's intent, yes, it, 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 if if what Lucas has intended worked like he intended, it would have weakened Han's character, and that would be shitty. I I agree, and that's it's stupid that Lucas changed it in the first place. But if you look at it like there, the time frame involved, he didn't know that he wasn't shooting first anyway, so it it it's a moot point to me. I can't believe we're still but arguing. This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it lessens the development of Han's character from the rogue, from the scoundrel, to a quality stand-up guy who's going to be a general in the rebellion and lead an assault strike on the moon of Endor. Uh-huh. You know, oh, it lessens that the, development the for moon. me. How about we all agree that we should the stop prequels talking just about this? shouldn't have, or the prequels? God damn it! The original series just shouldn't have been fucked around with. Oh, for sure! It's just, fucking hell yeah! Let's just go with that. Yeah, yeah. All right, because I right. think we can certainly all agree there. So, um, we make it to Alderaan. Yeah, we make it to Alderaan, which isn't one. there. There's a big Death Star. They capture him. Uh, they have to shut down 
one of seven terminals. Carrie Fisher without a bra. It's the yeah. This is the the opposite of redundancy. Yeah, they have to shut down one of seven terminals in order to release just the tractor beam and, and escape. You really just have to think that like the civil engineers in, involved in building the Death Star just like weren't very highly like they were the they were the third in their class or something like that. Well, the Empire probably didn't pay them a whole lot. I'm no, guessing like know. this is what you get from slave labor. Like yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like work. these days government contracts are kind of like good and valuable, but but back. Like, like, well, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, uh, they were actually pretty shitty. What's, what's so. the point of running power through seven different terminals if shorting one of them out <laughs> makes <laughs> they, the whole system yeah, stop working? They, they made the Death Star of, like, Christmas tree lights. Like, yeah, for like, sure. <laughs> instead of building parallel circuits, they built a serial circuit. And it just... Just, just pull one light out and it, the whole fucking thing collapses. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the strand of Christmas tree lights has got one fucking burnt bulb. And you can't fucking find it because because <laughs> they're all fucking burnt out. <laughs> like they, you can't see them. So yeah. Anyway, um, and your dad is over there on the floor just cursing up a storm as he's trying to figure out which one it is. It's just unplug one. I know this one works. I'll plug it in. God damn I it. mean, at least with the Death Star tractor being there's only seven, so you can go around and check them all. And <laughs> it's a lot easier, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's oh, a big room, so it only takes like five or ten minutes. You gotta be but... careful, because none of the catwalks actually have rails. Yeah. Also, no space. No, no, there, there are two. In, in, in episode four, there are two that have rails. And remember, it's that auxiliary catwalk <laughs> in the back of the scene. Right. It's the one that nobody uses. Even, yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, if you, if you fall off that, you'd fall on the floor, and that would certainly hurt. So we should probably put a catwalk on that. Yeah. No, no. As we find out in Empire, uh, that's not the same everywhere in in uh, the Star Wars universe. Because in Cloud City, uh, in the portion where where Vader and Luke are fighting, there are uh, there hey, are rails whoa, on the, on the whoa, ground. Whoa. I know we're jumping about? ahead of okay. ourselves, but I All think right. our our audience let's, most likely is hurting. Yeah, let, let's set it up for the end of these. let's set it up for the end of of uh, Episode Four, New Hope. So, well, let's talk about first the escape and. Um, Okay, the single exit from the detention center. This is my big problem with this whole entire Death Star running around on its scene. I mean, there's lots of things, but and we can talk about the accuracy of stormtroopers and whether or not the Emperor was planning to have them escape so he could track them to the rebel base. Or how effective the stormtrooper head wear is by testing it on low-hanging doors. True. <laughs> but let's talk about a military installation where there is one way in and one way out of a detention center. Well, that's oh, what I'm saying. There's like God, it's ridiculous. It's the Empire, so like they don't have any like uh, um you know prisoners' rights or anything like that. They're just like, well, if they get stuck, fuck them. Well, well, no, here's that. no. Here's the thing, though. It's the Galactic Empire. They've already like we know that these guys are bad dudes, um, and we know there's a rebellion. So any any organization that there's there's like a giant rebellion against and whatnot like donald trump who's gonna invade the a, a giant space station with the power to blow up an entire planet that Wait. that wasn't really in their plans you know what i mean <laughs> you mean their plans that got stolen yeah <laughs> the plans got stolen and they're trying to track hey to hey prisoners prisoners in uh new orleans fucking drowned and died yeah, because they were stuck in their cells. Well, that's in their cells. Mm -hmm. There's more than oh, one way we in and out of the. We are talking about the, the prison. Time. Like, <laughs> where Anyways. where was the Death Star right. FEMA? Where was it? All right, so to 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 Sam's point, the detention center not well designed. We yeah. get it. That, yeah. that, no. That's um, beef. But here's the thing. There's a big space station. Now they know it's there, and they know it can blow up an entire planet. And we have an excellent excellent lightsaber battle. And. We have a, the the classic showdown between Vader and Obi Wan. Obi Wan walks into this uh, 
the saber battle, and you kind of get the sense that he doesn't plan on walking away from mm-hmm. it. Definitely. Uh, I will say one of my favorite scenes in the entire original trilogy. The first time when you see Vader walk out, Saber extended, just like shit's about to go down. Oh, yeah. I think there's no music during that scene. Nope, it's dead just, silent. Just quiet, and all you can hear is the, the soft hum of the lightsaber. Oh, it, oh that's mm. one of my favorite scenes. It's, mm-hmm. it's not oh. been really duplicated since. The closest thing was actually in The Dark Knight Rises when Batman fought Bane the first time and got his, his back broken. Like, there's no music during that scene if you yep. actually go back and watch oh, it. Yeah, yep. definitely. Oh, so. yeah. It's that was one beautiful. of my favorite parts of that movie, which was otherwise not my favorite yeah, trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we get the we get the lightsaber battle. Obi Wan sacrifices himself, buys some time for the rest of the guys to escape, and the rest of the movie is basically them running away. The Death Star goes off to find them, and it's a battle against the clock to see who can bullseye Womp Rat from a T sixteen. Yeah, or destroy the fourth moon of the Arm. I mean, that's the. I mean, yeah, that's the other half of the. Yeah, they have the equation. Well, and I they think also turns. you got a couple of different, like, smaller things. You've got the guy coming up to uh, Grand Moff Tarkin saying, we've analyzed their attack. Should we ready your shuttle? There is a danger. And he's like, in our moment, moment of, of triumph? Victory? Oh, yeah, triumph, yeah. Triumph. <laughs> Evacuate in our moment of triumph? I think you overestimate the... Anyways, yeah. No. Um, And I think that you see a lot of different really good things coming together here on film. You do see imperials that are intelligent whereas we're kind of led to believe through stormtrooper inaccuracy and lots of other things that almost all imperials with the exception of vader and the leaders are incompetent and, and you, even some of the leaders well, and yeah, even the, some of the leaders i mean, I mean if you can memorize the leaders names because they're killed like every five seconds like every time somebody fucks up and forgets to flush <laughs> the toilet on like level four or something like that they choke <laughs> out an admiral you know. <laughs> or a captain and, and yeah. yet they're still like like very uh not convinced by Vader's oh. sorcerer's ways. You you asked you asked somebody asked was it you that asked it like hmm. who who wants to be a captain of, yeah, 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 of yeah. an Imperial yeah. starship? Here's the thing: nobody wants to. They get promoted in the field because the last guy <laughs> ah, died. Because the last guy died. <laughs> like so we see it in, in Empire. Is like you when you like like see that you do. Admiral Piet. Piet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you can see the look on Piet's faces. Like, like, like if oh, ever there was a no, <laughs> like it should have been Piet right there. Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. And other so, than yeah, all of them were kind of like thrust in the position. Other than other than Tarkin, who I mean, nobody ever mistook Peter Cushing for a pussy. So no, and you know, Tarkin, he's not, he's not running off that goddamn. We got to remember that Tarkin is introduced as one of the final scenes of the third prequel. We don't have to remember that at all. Nope. Yeah. Blocked it out already. We don't the, have to. The third what? Uh, I'm sorry. That file's been the erased. Third, the third what? Thank you. <laughs> um, so anyway. Oh, fuck yeah. And we're on speeders. We're on speeders. Oh, yes. uh, speeders. So, so we, we, we get the, um, the, final, the final showdown with the X-Wings and, and the Death oh, Star blows up. the X-Wing. Let's talk about that iconic shot of the X-Wings riding across the Can we just the finish the fucking movie? Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> The whole movie's iconic. We can talk about all the I- iconic. No, actually, I, I do want to. That's a, that's one of my favorite scenes too. Yeah, Seeing the actors flying down the trench. No, that's another. It is good. That's another that's been duplicated and uh, um, emulated so many different times and so many different often ways. imitated, never duplicated. Right. And you get a a fat guy in an X wing, which gives all the fat Porkins. guys out there Porkins. hope. Porkins, know? a fat guy whose name is Porkins. Yeah. <laughs> which... I get the feeling his name probably wasn't Porkins. Like it was probably like Samuels or something like that. And they're just like, no, fuck it, you're Porkins. <laughs> Lay off the goddamn space cheetah, like, Porkins. It was. It was. They were. They were doing the lines. They were doing voiceovers, and they're like, damn it, Sam. 
What's, what's it? We're calling Porkins! Damn it, Porkins! <laughs> <laughs> fucking Porky. <laughs> Damn it. And so, what's, yeah, Porkins. What's the fat guy's name? <laughs> I just like the fact that he gives hope I, I to all the chunky Porkins. guys out Line? there, you know? Line. I can Line. fight a rebellion. I can, I can fit yeah, inside Yeah, no, seriously. A, you, you, know? can't, you can't, like, I wanted to be a fighter pilot when I grew up, but it turns out I'm, like, over six feet, and you just can't be a fighter pilot and you're yeah. over six feet. Yeah. That's why Tom Cruise was a fighter pilot. Right. Five foot seven. Um, but no, Porkins, like, they, 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 they like, X-Wings must have some sort of, like, affirmative action for different sized people. Yeah, which is great, and I love that part of it, because that just, I mean... And plus the fact he's a fat guy in a fighter, you know, fighter. <laughs> fat guy in a fighter jet. It just makes me happy. Yeah. So yes, uh, iconic scene. Use the force, Luke. Not quite as iconic though is the ceremony at the end after they win. Oh yeah, where everyone gets a medal, but except the Wookie. It's because he's <laughs> got too much hair. It's because he's too tall. Really. It's I probably mean, just because like the guy in charge of handing out medals, you know, Leia hands out the medals, but the guy that's like, okay, he gets a medal, he gets a medal because. You know, she's not making those types of decisions. Like, he's just like, isn't he just like a giant dog or something? Well, he doesn't say anything. She's a woman. <laughs> I think maybe his red rocket was showing. And they're like, don't don't bring the Wookiee up for a medal. Yeah. He's having a moment to himself. We're yeah. just going to let him have it. He's going to get hard if you do that. And we don't need that in front of everybody. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Leia's not wearing a bra. And it's got Chewie a little bit edgy so <laughs> so you're saying that was the call as they were approaching they yeah, just see it like they had a metal for him yeah. but then they're like um instead they hand him a notebook to carry or something <laughs> they're like either leia's gonna have to put on a bra or chewie don't get a metal and gonna... like princess leia's like i've never worn a bra ever are we gonna neuter chewie sometimes because <laughs> like we need to stop seeing that like that's, that's really <laughs> like you don't know how much footage we had to reshoot for this movie because of chewie's rocket <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. that let's uh, let's talk okay. about Empire. We let's talk. let's not real quick. Let's let um let's yeah, do okay. a I like most memorable moment of episode oh, four. Oh, for everybody. yeah, good idea, good idea. Let's start somewhere else because I already know mine, and I just want to give other people. Bryce. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I, I I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying to to stick away from from obvious things, but it's not really. Well, I mean, working. just Star Wars. Like, somebody <laughs> says, like, Star Wars or Episode Four or whatnot. Like, what is, like, what comes to your mind first? I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the opening sequence. I'll just, I'll just stick with that. It's a, it's a, I think, uh, less of what everybody else is going to choose. Um, so I, I think it's the opening sequence. Uh, it's, it's the crawl. It's, it's the very beginning of the fanfare for, well, okay. Oh, yeah. It start it starts off with the 20th Century Fox fanfare, to be fair, which is, I, it's gonna be painful. That's one thing I'm not sure about with the episodes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna put it on my phone and take some headphones and just, just play, play it right before the crawl. No, no, no! <laughs> don't take headphones. Don't don't take headphones. <laughs> Everyone will want to hear it. Yes, we need to hear the fanfare for real. Bring like a mini fucking Bluetooth speaker, dude. How much you want to bet somebody does it? Oh yeah, oh, and I think that somebody I, should be you. Yeah. I, I could, I'm could saying start an acapella version of that. Oh, that actually fun. Okay, so. This okay. <laughs> no, no. Looking at, at at modern movies, a lot of them really try to start out with something that hits you immediately before they even, you know, show the name of the fucking movie. They've got a 5-minute scene where where James Bond is fucking running around doing his shit. But I you know, if you look back in if, movies, if you're referring to Casino Royale, I think you mean a 20 minute scene where he's running yes. the entire time, where he's parkouring. Yes, 
But uh, in in older movies, you know, they used to have like all of the credits in front of the movie, and then it was like, oh, here are all the actors, here's the directors, the fucking sound guys. It would tell you all that before the movie even fucking started. This one, it yeah. probably wasn't the first, but I think it had the most jarring start of any movie. Like, immediately it was... And then Don't stop. it goes right. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then it, and then Faster. it goes right into fucking Faster. Star Wars. Oh. Like you know exactly what's going on. It hits you immediately, and it, it just you're into it as soon as that starts. I see where you're going as far as that's concerned, and I can actually come up with a um, kind of a, an example of what you're talking about. Sure. If you look at Star Wars, the '77 movie Star Wars, yeah. Compared to the 78 Richard Donner Superman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That opening title is really fucking long. Like, it is really long. Like, there's... Yeah. You watch it for, I don't know, probably five minutes before you're actually into the movie proper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Versus Star Wars, which is like, you get the fanfare from Fox, you get the crawl, which is is like another minute, and all of a sudden you go... Like shit going on in space. Like you're yeah. invested, like within minutes of starting the movie. Yeah. So right, and you know nothing about it other than what you've been told uh, in the crawl. Yeah. If, if you read the crawl, but I mean, I'm Which, illiterate, so I the, cr- the to be fair, the crawl was written, I believe, Mario Puzo, or there there was an author that wrote it, really famous author. Can't remember who it was. I think it was uh, the guy who wrote The Godfather, but I can't remember. Oh, Let me Google that shit. Yeah, I had not uh, had not heard about this, but uh, it. it Realistically, though, the, the crawl kind of did its job. I don't think it was any sort of uh, literary masterpiece or anything, but uh, it, it did its job. It set the stage, and then the movie was just on go immediately. Yeah, you know, but but you you start you go in from a black theater to a bam, bam, and it just it just that 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 right there is the most iconic thing uh, from the movie for me. I mean, obviously, it's a great movie all around. Uh, but the way it starts and the way it gets you into it immediately, I, I think was relatively groundbreaking. And, uh, that's, that's what I'm going to go with for my moment. Right on. Eddie? So I kind of already gave mine away because this is hands down, I think my, pretty much my favorite scene in the movie. Um, and that, that is of course the first, when you see the lightsaber battle between Obi-Wan and, uh, um, Darth Vader, which is the first saber battle we see in Star Wars. Um, so when you see, Z- uh, sorry, Vader walk out with a saber and just that quiet hum and no music and and you you know they take that first swing like oh man you know like especially the first time you're seeing that i I think your heart just kind of jumps into your throat a little bit waiting to see what happens and you also do definitely get that sense like they were talking about before that obi-wan's not planning on walking away from that fight and that whole fight just in general is another big part of the star wars mythos for me um you know like obi-wan you know basically falling on his on vader's sword intentionally um, and, you know, crumpling into nothing, which is another element of mysticism with the force and, you know, further extends that whole, um, uh, um, mysticism of the force. So, um, just, just really love that scene. Um, Sam, uh, I'm going to go with the sappy version. I really enjoyed that shot of Luke against the backdrop with the, the sons of Tatooine and the music playing, letting you know that this kid this whiny bitch of a farm boy is destined for so much more and he's gonna go places and that's where we're what we're here to find out he's the reason we're here for the movie 
That that's actually kind of mine too, and the reason isn't necessarily as much on the sap factor or anything like that. Um, but it's the first time you realize that Tatooine actually has two fucking sons. And to mm-hmm. me, as a kid that was uh, somewhat into sci-fi and whatnot, like, um, and obviously I wasn't born until a year after this movie came out, but so what? I know, I know, I know it sucks, right? But uh, I wasn't born until Jedi. <laughs> Same with Bryce. Uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the the thing about it for me was was that this was my first indication that the galaxy far, far away that we're watching actually is different mm-hmm. than our galaxy. Like the yeah. fact that a planet could have two suns. Yeah. Nobody I, I that wasn't a thought to me or anything like that. So to me that scene really appealed to like the super geek in me. And uh still does. To this day, because I don't, I don't, I don't think they've really done much since then. Except for, I mean, in Jedi, they've got a moon with a forest on it and whatnot. But well, there's a lot of cool things about that. Like clearly, they're obviously shooting these things on Earth. But so there's a lot of things that they try to do. I think to get give you the sense that we're in a galaxy far, far away. And I think you guys are right that that two moon uh, um, scene with Luke is probably sons. one of the best way to do that. They're sons. They're not moons. sorry, sons. <laughs> Everybody else has two moons. Lucky I don't have my gun. Yeah. Fuck. Except Yavin, which has All right, four so moons. That's uh that's 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 a new hope. Let's talk about Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Return Whoa, or Empire. Let's, let's oh, Empire. Empire. Fuck, oh, I can't get a God. single name right. Empire. Let's talk about the Empire. I'm gonna give him that one because we're still watching Return of the Jedi. Yeah. We we just watched yeah. Empire Ugh. fucking right before this though. So yeah. Alright, so uh talking about Empire. So we open up um with Empire. Okay. Um Rebels had won a a, a spectacular battle against the giant Death Star and whatnot. Um, it got blown up. And then they run and hid like a bunch of bitches. And then, next thing you know, we're in fucking caves. Yeah. <laughs> Ice caves. Ice caves. Which, um, I like, With I really like this one. Because the opening, we have the same kind of thing. We've got the shot of the Star Destroyer. And we see them deploying the probe droids. And so, uh, we've got this search on, we, we get the sense that the rebellion, even though they had a victory, they had to Solid. do a strategic retreat. That's, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have an actual probe droid here. Who's, <laughs> he's come to give us his take on his role, uh, from Empire Strikes Back. So tell us, what was your motivation during the scene, uh, in which you're ejected forcefully from the Star Destroyer? You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> That's an exclusive interview, isn't that it? That was yeah. straight from the probe droid's mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, you know, voice synthesizer thingy. Anyway, um, yeah, I, this is another good thing about Star Wars to me. We we go to someplace completely different. The last planetary scene we see is, you know, Tatooine, and we've got the sandy desert and things like that. And so they go uh, polar opposite with Hoth. Um, we get the whole ice planet thing. So we get a wide range of different backdrops and scenery in Star Wars, which is another thing that mm-hmm. I think is really cool about the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tie it into uh, something that most of us are relatively familiar with at this point, which is the game Star Wars Battlefront. Yes. Um, so these movies came out in 77, 80 and 83. Um, yep. And when you're playing Star Wars Battlefront, like three of the four places that you can go and and do these battles and whatnot are Tatooine, 
the ice planet Hoth and the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. So, I mean, just the fact that years and years later, like these are still like the places that we want to go from these these old movies and whatnot. That that yeah. says a lot about. Yeah. Is it a bit odd to anybody else that none of the planets in Star Wars seem to have multiple climates or biomes? Yeah. <laughs> Dagobah is an entire fucking swamp planet. <laughs> like everything is just like one thing. Ice planet. It's this a is a galaxy planet. far, far away. Oh, everything is. Planets okay. are built differently there. Bespin is I the gas you. giant. Uh, I know. Fair enough. With breathable air. We'll yeah, get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Enough. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um so we're gonna we're gonna kind of fast forward through Empire a little bit. We can't do too much fast forwarding because there's a lot of of key scenes in the movie. But um, first of all, uh, major the major thing that happens. Well, there's two major things that happen on Hoth. Luke goes missing. Yeah, and he has to spend the evening cuddling up to Han Solo in a. And I thought they smelled bad on the well, outside. <laughs> well, first of all, though, like the reason he's missing in the first place is because he is lunch. Yeah. For Oh yeah, the only other indigenous life form that we know of on Hoth, uh, the abominable snow- snowman. Yes, which that brings up a great question what from is... the original Rudolph the Rain- Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> what does this Yeti. abominable snowman eat? Like, we don't see Skywalker's any other life tauntons. form. Tauntons. Yeah, we don't know where the tauntons are, for, are yeah, from tauntons. either. I think they're probably native. They, they've got to be native. They've yeah. got to be native. Yeah. So it's tauntons and these guys. Tauntons. But don't you think that these guys would have hunted tauntons to it? You know, extinction. Therefore. Well, I themselves extinct. think How that do you they know were more than one? trying to tell a story about like Luke Skywalker, so they didn't necessarily go into the whole food chain of Hoth. Well, Tauntons have those horns on their head. Well, though, which is yeah. kind which of are their like I give Star Wars a lot of passes on the things where it comes to like sciencey stuff because clearly that's not what they're about. You know, like you what? know, it is pretty stupid. You know, we go to the desert planet, or we go to the snow planet, or we go to the forest moon. Or we go to the swamp planet, and you know, usually there's about three life forms visible, unless you're in the cantina. Yeah, and then so. it's everything under the goddamn sun. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, 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 I mean, it. I think we give Star Wars a little bit of a pass because that's not really the story they're tra- they're telling. And it does bother me. In, in, it doesn't in, really in, progress the story of the hero. Yeah. It, true. It, it, no, it does it detract from it, however. Exactly. It is, is a giant difference, is I think, between Star Wars and Star Trek. In Star Trek, I would have a little bit harder a time with stuff like that. I think you have to have the science in Star Trek because otherwise it doesn't make sense. They pay much more attention to it there. Yeah, which we can. Hey, we have a special guest. Star Trek when we're getting ready to watch the new Star Trek movie that's coming out. All right, we're having dropping marker. All right. Oh, hey, sweetie. Hello. There's somebody else in the bathroom, too. Hey, we said don't touch the microphones, Matt. God. Gosh. Tina, you fat lard. Hit your casserole. And if we do want to record something when we go to the movie theater, I have a podcast recorder app on my phone. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. So, um... We can record, you know, before and after immediacies. Actually, what I wanted to see is... Oh, no, I don't have that one. On the iPhone, the camera connection kit. I mean, it's called the camera connection kit, but you can connect a lot of other stuff to it. I also have Periscope, which is video. Yeah, you can plug in um, microphones sometimes, too. So what I was thinking of doing is if they could 
But I don't think I have... No. I don't think I have the USB lay down. one. Because I opted to just get the one that reads an SD card. Yeah. But on the USB one, I think you can plug in microphones as long as they don't t- take too much power. And I think the Snowball was these, compatible. These mics come with the attachment to the aux. With the plug right to your phone. I don't know if it will work on your phone, but... Well, I've know, got... i got a bag right here. I've got this I one. that in the wrong place, so never mind. I've got this one right here, which you can, uh... What did I do with this? It's even got these little effects, which what? who cares about you that? The shitty... Mike, this is just an extension. We have but this is a... I've got this one, which is a studio thing that you can do to do podcasts on the fly. Mm-hmm. And there's also Periscope. The rest of us? <laughs> well, I don't think Chips is going to help our podcast sound. Well, I mean... I mean, we are professionals. Thing. We try to stick to almonds. <laughs> because they are so less than the microphone. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened to those. Where are my chicken wings? Okay. I'll go for b- Brazil nuts or if we're going politically correct, I'll call them niggertoes. <laughs> Of course you will. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bryce. God, I better... I didn't sure make that up, up alright? I know you didn't, but you can have the grace not to use it. Do you have... Where's one of the cables that has the connector we don't use? Just trying to get a rise out of Let's just see. Thank y'all. Okay. Acting! Thank y'all! No, I suppose we could give it a shot. Let me see that real quick. What are we trying to do? Well, I'm wondering. Well, we can do this later because yeah. we need to get back to the show. But I'm wondering. Uh, your I phone mean, it, will not supply the it'll fit necessary five volts of phantom power that your. That's mic what needs. I was kind of thinking, but also it, it would just matter if it's got a mic connector, not a, a laptop. Will that's not there. Well, I mean, it, well, that's a possibility if we wanted to record in the car on the it's way over or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's in yeah, like a headphone. Like, what about a tablet? We also there's a tablet. Yeah, but. Yeah, tablets Whatever. might work. Oh, we're just thinking about what we can do at the premiere in order to... Or to cast on the drive home or something like that. <laughs> so let's get, I mean, our, I mean, let's get, get our up to the minute reactions, yeah. All right, let's get back to All it. Right, let's get back to this. Get a marker. One, two, three, marker. Did it, did it. All right, so... Luke, Wampa Lunch. Luke Wampa. uses the Force to summon his lightsaber for the first time. I think that's relatively important. On screen, I yes. do think so, too. And I think it's also relatively important because it's a bit of a struggle for him to summon the lightsaber at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that only s- serves as like a, a bit of dichotomy for the rest of the movie. Yeah, You're going to see how far show, Luke progresses. To show growth and progression of yeah. the character. Especially because and, we're yeah. talking about the original trilogy compared to the prequels. And they're not quite superheroes like they are in the prequel trilogy. Which, it, you know, for better or worse, whatever you like. Well, and we don't know if there was a normal training regimen and whatnot in this particular, in the OG trilogy, yep. if they would be more superhero-like mm-hmm. because they'd have training from a very young age and whatnot. Because Luke, Luke was 17 in the first one before he realized, before anybody even told him what the hell the Force was. That's a good point. Um, He's supposed to be like, you know, seven or something. Yeah. So, we've got that. Um, the the next thing is the Empire finding them on on Hoth and bombarding the planet from above with some well, Star I Destroyer think, magic. I think you neglect to mention the first glimpse of the Super Star Detro- Destroyer, Vader's uh, command ship. Sure. The um, Executor. The Executor. And it's really beautifully done because you have the shots of, you know, the TIE Fighters, the, the Star Destroyers, which we'd already been introduced. And you have this shadow 
yeah. falling over them and just blacking them out and then you see the sheer size of this thing and it is awesome the the way the executor is lit um kind of there's more lighting around the edges of it and stuff so it looks like the body of it is more of an absence of light than it is actual an object is kind of cool looking yeah and it also kind of and where that whereas the death star was kind of portrayed as this uh this space station that an immense amount of materials was put into to build this the executor is it's a pure display of raw power to me and it's a little bit more ominous just to be honest yeah yeah no i'll give you that okay for sure yeah we've always we've we've already been presented with star destroyers and uh they they were it's actually i think that's one of the cool things is they show the star destroyer i think they show like a star destroyer from a new hope Mm -hmm. and then you see the executor over top yeah, there's of a couple of star destroyers like which are big three. i mean yeah. those are big ships yeah. and then you see the executor that like dwarfs them yeah, yeah in comparison it was a good shot yeah, yeah. i'm saying absolutely That's um one of my favorite of this this episode it's and and really i think that the the original series did that right a lot there was a lot of very good senses of scale in there of just just really and it, it served to underscore the power and size of the empire in mm-hmm. general as compared to the rebels of course yeah definitely yeah so um one of the things that's that's significant about the escape from hoth too is we kind of see for the first time that luke is gonna have a bad time during this movie oh yeah yep um wait what he's flying along in his little snow speeder thing uh shooting at some adats ATATs, if you will. Which, woo, those things. Uh, I tell you what, I don't care what people say. That, those special effects, especially here in this instant, hold up so well. You compare them to other movies from the 70s and the early 80s, and they just don't hold up. And these ones are just so good at that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some stop motiony stuff that you gotta see in it, but yeah, I mean, comparatively speaking to some other things that were done around that time, like there's no there's no question. Yeah, what, what kid didn't want the Adat toy? I never got one. I got it. See, you're Dick. a son of a bitch. The Adat toy it. wasn't the thing for me. The thing, I mean, the Adats were cool. Don't get me wrong, but the thing that I really loved was seeing the B wings fly around and rope the Adat feet because that was just such a cool. Those are snow speeders, not B wings. Snow speeders. Sorry. Thank you, man. The worst. Gosh, fucking Star Wars. God, never. Idiot. <laughs> um, seeing the snow speeders fly around and, and rope the the why did I think beans? anyway I don't know. whatever uh, seeing them fly around and rope the legs like that was such a cool way to do that um, and and it's just so different like again just such a different thing to see on screen because you expect them to shoot at them or you know bring in a bigger mm. bomb essentially and seeing them take them down that way was just really cool and then we get to see another cool Luke scene which is you know Luke crashing which is again kind of uh, uh, a bit foreshadowing. of foreshadowing towards Luke getting yeah. totally fucked up in this movie. Um, but I, and I'll, I'll take this one because I think this is where you're going with it. And this is one of my favorite scenes is him like using his little cable to pull himself up yeah. and fucking whipping out that lightsaber and cutting the Shoot. damn thing open. Like, granted, he's the only one that has one of those. Yeah. But I'm just like, man, he makes that look so easy. And like, I don't yeah. think he even realizes as he's doing it what he's doing i mean i mean he knows what he's doing because he's done he i mean he's doing it but like i don't think he's realizing quite that well and he, he's a jedi like you know what i mean like that's that's kind of the first you're forcing that question right. why isn't he the only one on the battlefield just 
have the rebel soldiers cover him as he goes forward, takes care of all of them, cuts them open, throws the thermal detonator in there, and boom. Done. Well, because I think that's kind of a dick move. <laughs> well, dick move, and it doesn't advance the story, but, I mean, why don't you just do No, that? I don't think that's fair. I think if you send him out on his own, it, there's no amount of coverage. He's going to get blown the fuck up. Like, the guy, like, blocks and blaster bolts from a remote. Mm-hmm. A couple of times and used uh, a little bit of intuition, the force, if you will, um, to shove a missile down a thermal exhaust port. Plus, but up to that point, like he's not yeah. he's not like like seemingly speaking to to anybody else, like he's not like a, Do you a feel superhero. Like he's, he's sort of jumping his training then. He's he, like all of a sudden his lightsaber well, is his weapon he, of choice, even though he's used remember, it like five though, times. He, yeah. I don't think it is his weapon of choice. I think he's viewing it more as a tool. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. I, yeah. I think that he, this is not really a good example of Luke the Jedi, because this is, this is something that anybody could have done. You know, like, yeah. not anybody, anybody, but, like, essentially anybody that's reasonably fit and knows how to use the little grapple well, thing. You shoot it up there. He just, it's not like there's any skill displayed. He just whips it out and goes, wah, and Kind of like that's a porn star just whips it. Well, yeah. somebody else did do it. Han Solo used it as a tool when he sliced open the tauntaun as well. Yeah. Right. He looks at it like it's a butter knife at, at this yeah. point, I think. He hasn't had any extensive Jedi training on, like, well, Jedi Grievous. Yeah. I also think that it, it points out the, the fact that, you know, he's training himself, essentially. A little bit, yeah. That's fine. He has no yeah, master. He has nobody else around him that knows how to use the force. He's winging it. But, I mean, it just kind of goes to show, like, what a kludgy implementation, I think. And maybe this is another good way that the movie sets up, you know, the rest of the movie. Um, because he is essentially just, I mean, like it's like taking a, a very nice chef's knife and then using it to chop ice or something like that. Like, that's how I feel he's using the lightsaber at this point. You don't point. do that. Here's, here's the thing. When, my, when I said earlier, like, the whole, like, he's a Jedi kind of a thing, like, that that statement is because of the fact that he's doing this stuff. Oh, yeah. He's... With, I think, very little forethought. Like, yes, he's using the lightsaber as though it's it's a tool of some sort. Um, He's got the heart. But it's like, it's an unconscious thing on his part that he's just like, oh, well, I can cut through this thing with this. That's what I'll do. And, it's, yep. and that's, that's kind of the yep. extent of it. Uh, so that's that's kind of one of my favorite moments on that uh, that particular scene. No, that one I'll give you to you, to you as well because I think a big thing with the Jedi in general is that the Jedi just have huge balls. Like they're trained from a young age to have huge balls, but they do incredibly stupid things from you know like most rational people's standpoint. And so that this move is definitely one that falls over there. Oh, there's this giant behemoth thing shooting fucking lasers as tall as I am. I better run up to it, grapple up the side of it, and then throw a bomb in it. Yeah. You know? Like, like it's That's no big I deal. Yeah, I to mean, obviously. Fair. Yeah. So, um, the the other thing that happens during this the, this escape sequence is, uh, Leia, Leia has to go with Han because all the transport ships are leaving. We and can't forget the kiss. Their their places is or like their route to the uh, escape ship is is gone. So she he's got to get around on the Falcon. Yeah, and previously, what I'm talking about with the kiss is when Luke is injured. Uh, we see Han trying to make moves on Leia, and so in order to alleviate that pressure, Leia forcefully kisses Mr. Skywalker. Who's very, very happy to have been kissed. Oh, yeah, yeah he is. It's not even forcefully. It, it's kind of a dick move, actually, it I think, really on Leia's is. part, because Leia clearly mm-hmm. has the hots for Han, and he's just making him play hard to get, essentially. And so he's like, I'm going to make out. She, She's basically like, oh, I'm going to kiss his best friend, and then we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Like, it's like... Uh, yeah, the kind of the kind of emotional fucking sh- bullshit that can put Luke through. Yeah, like he's got to be thinking, man, lady, if you weren't my sister. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's fucking stirring the pot, man. 
Like yeah. stirring the pot big time. Not as Let's... much as he wants to stir the pot, though. Oh, yeah, he wants to stir it with his penis. Mm-hmm. That's, That's uh, slightly on the... Subtlety on the, summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the not-so-subtle side of innuendo. In your endo, huh? Who's endo? It's a blowjob uh, reference. No. <laughs> so, um, we get the escape. The escape. She's got to go with Han. And she's thinking... She's outwardly, she and her mouth says no. But, you know, her body. I'm telling but you, the way she's the dressed. The way she's dressed. Oh, man. She wants it. That hairstyle. She's asking for it. <laughs> oh. With that really thick white coat that you can't see anything through. And <laughs> the white jumpsuit. And the white boots and the white pants. And she's all trying to be manly fixing things with a little laser light and fucking drill bit. Whatever the fuck bras. Are we kind of hinting that Han's a little gay? All I'm saying is I hope it's not after Labor Day. He's got a type. <laughs> <laughs> On Hoth, nothing's after Labor Day. I do believe these were re- released earlier in the year than, you know. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. And then we find out what the C in C-3PO stands for, and that's cock, cock block. block. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All He's right. a cock blocker. Anyways. Um, so, but we're we're escaping in the Millennium Falcon. There is hot pursuit, though. There's a lot of pursuit going on there. The and they've got to fly through an asteroid field, wherein they land not on an asteroid, in an, an asteroid. And why? why? Yeah. Because, of course, the hyperdrive on the Falcon's been yeah. disabled And this is one thing like we that. forgot Doesn't to work. mention. Doesn't work. Is that when we see the Millennium Falcon for the first time in, on Hoth, you know, in the, in the hangar bay... This thing is broken down. It can't go anywhere. They're trying to fix it as the Empire's invading Chewie and Mr. Han are actively trying to make it so this ship actually runs. M- Mr. Chewie, I can't put fucking 3PO's head on the right way. Is trying to fix the Falcon. <laughs> See, I, uh, one of the cool things about the scene where they're flying around the asteroids is I think that they must have gotten better with the miniatures and shit like that in between A New Hope and this one because... The Falcon's much more agile. Oh, yeah, we see doing, exactly how agile the Falcon is. In, yeah, in this it's movie. doing flippy shit and cool stuff that I cannot wait to see how far they go uh, within the Force Awakens. Kind of, kind of one of the first indications that we get to that she's uh, got moves. They're not using linear space battles at this no. point. Like things are flying in in different directions. Yeah, we got yeah. definitely three dimensions going on, and it's really it's much smoother. Than, I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's got, like you said, the different motions is in three dimensions. You know what I'm wondering? I hope this isn't really true, smooth. but what if they CG'd that part over? Or... Oh, fuck you. Oh, Just fuck shut, you. Shut Did I find something right I now. liked about that? Oh, oh no. 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 I don't think it. they CG'd it. No, I, I don't think I don't so because I'm did. pretty sure that was in the movie. Yeah, the first I don't time remember around. it ever being different. The only I've thing, seen the movies like a hundred times. The so. only thing I could, yeah. I could think is maybe they ch- you know like touched it up a little bit. You just but I, I don't think I don't think they did. I think they just like, did it. Out. I think that it's fine. Stop. It's fine. Nothing happened. I didn't say anything. We're cutting this part out. Uh, Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm sorry because I'm touching my microphone. <laughs> the Leia and Han are inside of the asteroid, having evaded and penis. The uh, evaded the TIE fighters and the Star Destroyers. And Luke, uh, who did not come to their aid at all, he instead flew off in his Luke, X-Wing to Luke, go to Luke Dagobah. Luke does one of the things that I've always wondered about these movies. Like, is... So, he joins the Rebels. He gets made a pilot. They give him... They're like, here's an X-Wing. An this, X-wing. Is, this, is your, your, this is your thing. Luke decides he's just gonna up and leave. Yeah. And he's gonna take that he X-Wing with it. him. I, this is one part I find really humorous is he just 
goes. Yeah. It was like, well, I heard a voice that said I needed to go to the Degaba system, so later, taters. <laughs> He's got it on lease, man. He's got it on lease. Like... Like as it, long as he keeps the mileage relatively low, uh, he's going to return it in two years. He'll be fine. You think he gets back and they're like, um, yeah, we really should have covered this, but you can't just take those. Like, <laughs> it's really more of like a you borrow it situation. You, you kind of got to check it out. And, a then, he, and then he like there. unzips his flight suit and he's got a t-shirt that says, I blew up the Death Star. And yeah. they're like, oh, <laughs> never mind. Maybe, okay, maybe that's a good point. Maybe they're like, well, you blew up the Death Star. I guess you can keep that one. Maybe that was his reward. Like the medal was yeah, just yeah. the deed to his X-Wing. Maybe it's R2's X-Wing. Oh, and that's since a good R2 is his droid. I like that. That's R2. fair. That'd be funny, actually, if he's like, can I borrow the X-Wing again? R2 did get, like... I'm finally going to like, the Tashi station. R2's like, by a beep, beep, queen. Looks like, fuck. Thanked by a queen. All right, R2 is big fucking shit right now. He is. I mean, 17 years ago. Anyway. Whatever, whatever it was. It was probably more than that. No, no, no. At that point, it was probably like, like 27 years? Yeah. Like that, 10 years between those yeah, movies? Yeah. Fuck. Goddamn. Almost 30 years ago. <laughs> um, <sighs> so let's hit up uh the dagobah system dagobah system so we're on a we're on a swamp planet yes another planet with a single biome yeah yeah um and he's he's looking for a jedi master named yoda but what he finds is this creepy little fucking frog looking dude after he sunk his uh x-wing that he won after he crashed it into the fucking swamp yeah it was foggy fuck you and 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 we actually go back a little bit he just crashed a snowspeeder too like maybe luke's not that great of a pilot he certainly has I a like problem landing. He yeah, he's not yeah. all, he's not that bad when he's like he actually shit, flying. But yeah, yeah, like like landing is is a difficulty. Yeah, he can shoot things that are you know flying. Yes, landing no. As big as a womp rat back home, you know. So let's just let's just do this. Was anybody surprised by the reveal of the little tiny creature being Yoda? Like the first time they saw it, does anybody remember being surprised about that? Oh yeah, um, I don't remember. Quite honestly, yeah, I'd have a hard time remembering. Does, the so first nobody, time I saw it. nobody no. here remembers not knowing that that's Yoda. No, I don't. I can't say for sure. I mean, I remember the feeling when I recognized what it was, and there was a little bit of surprise. But at the same time, it's kind of a huh, makes sense, you know. I was never like I don't remember not knowing that that was Yoda. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember it, and I don't know if that's because I got it immediately or if it's because it's been so fucking long since I watched that movie for the first time. But, um, yeah, probably not. I doubt it. Yeah. Um. So Luke, Luke goes to Dagobah. He's looking for Yoda. Um, finds him. Leia and Han are in the belly of a asteroid which turns out to be the belly of a giant worm in an asteroid which is kind of awesome which you... that whole escape sequence is pretty rad yeah well, yeah i really enjoyed uh, han solo just randomly shooting his blaster into the ground what does that worm eat how did it get so big millennium falcons like those don't, those are like vitamin those don't c come to on, it. come along except for once every millennium, okay yt so. 1300 freighters so we are escaping uh, no, the, we've escaped. We've, we've escaped the big escape. worm, and we have uh, now we've entered into a new situation that needs escape, which is Lando, Lando Calrissian, Lando. Mr. Smooth himself, who's been. Uh, How you doing, Chewbacca? It, it's been <laughs> kind of slow reminding us, or it's been kind of slow getting there. But we uh, find out pretty quickly that Lando has not entirely got as much control of Cloud City as he'd like, and it turns out the Empire's already beaten them there. So. And this is where you get one of those classic scenes. This is one of my favorite scenes. Is Lando's talking. He says, "Hey, 
I've just made a deal that's going to keep the Empire out of here forever. The door opens, and standing there is Darth Vader with Boba Fett. And you're like, oh my fucking god. And here's the, here's where we see this only one time in the entire original trilogy. Han Solo draws on Vader. Shoots, what, three times? At least. Vader just goes, boom, with his hands. And absorbs the energy and then pulls the gun from his hand and invites him to lunch. Yeah. Uh, it is one of the more badass Vader scenes in the whole trilogy. It is one of the best scenes ever, in my opinion. I love this scene. Let me tell you something. As a guy who's been shot at several times, I've never invited any of them to lunch. <laughs> are you, are did you, you, did sure? you catch any of those shots, though? Only two. Okay. Yeah. The other one's just missed. The other one's oh, just fuck. missed. Yeah. Stormtroopers, after all. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it happened when I was getting my PhD. Y- this is another thing that I actually really like about the whole uh, uh, thing. Is it's dangerous. There's okay. zero hesitation. Like, yeah, Han None just pulls out and starts blasting. Like, another good indication of the character behind Han Solo. Yeah, he's just like, if I don't shoot, this is the Han that shoots first. Like, if I don't shoot first, we're gonna get our shit fucked up, and he shoots first, and it still doesn't work out. So, yeah. Um. um so we find out that that's the deal that Lando made was to keep shit out. Meanwhile, Dick move on Lando. the swamp planet. We're Wait. carrying Yoda around in a backpack, doing flippy shit. Yeah, doing flippy shit, standing on his hands, lifting rocks, lifting R2. We get a dropping Yoda. We get a uh, I think this this scene is as much I mean it's mostly for the audience. I mean, it's as much for the audience as it is for Luke's development as a Jedi um where he can't lift the X-wing out of the um swamp. This is the 80s training montage that we see throughout the 80s. Motherfucking montage. <laughs> Hell yeah. You need a montage. This is the flash dash mo- flash dance montage, you know. Rocky. All that Rocky mm-hmm. training, hitting the freaking sides of beef in the freezer. All that but he stuff. still can't lift an X-Wing. Mm-mm. Yeah, but like I said, this is, this is one of the cool scenes here because we get an idea of what the Force can really do. Because I think the audience is probably along the same signs. We, we only see, you know, really kind of small things happening with the Force so far. We see lightsabers being picked up and shit like that. and Dude's getting choked. Dude's getting choked. And But lifting up a gigantic fucking X-Wing is something else. Yeah. We Except also it's not, according to Yoda. We see the 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 dark side cave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dark, the dark side, side cave. cave is probably the pivotal moment here because this is like Yoda. Yoda tells him, you know, basically go in there if you want to find out what's in there. Uh, and he's like, you're not going to need your weapons. But Luke is like, kind of shrugs it off and buckles his weapon belt back on anyway. I'm gonna take him anyway, bitch. I don't trust you, Yoda. And ends up in a one-on-one showdown with Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Well, really, he's battling his own demons. It's yeah, a metaphor. It was um, him the whole time. Yeah. Definitely yeah. a metaphor. What's a metaphor? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, uh, um, <laughs> so yeah, we 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 see the dark side cave. It's it's pretty ominous and whatnot. And and Luke uh, ends up defeating what he thinks is Darth Vader, only to realize that it's, I, it's himself. I think my I mean Deep. the dark side cave was awesome and great. I love Yoda picking up the X wing. With this large crescendo of music and flying it over to Luke and Luke going, I don't believe it. And Yoda tells him, and that is why you fail. The original line I heard was actually, that's what makes you a bitch. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's what makes you a bitch? Yeah. It was, was written it... by George Lucas, of course. Because... Yes. Wasn't it? That's what makes you a whiny cunt who wants to go to was... Tashi Station? Yoda, Yoda actually was like, that's why I slapped you with my cock last night. <laughs> Yeah. That was originally written by uh, Brian. That's why you're going to be a bottom. Yeah. George <laughs> Lucas, quote unquote, fixed it. Yeah. Um, 
No, so uh, but it it's it, this is this is a, a key moment to 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 Bryce and Sam's credit. Sam, I think specifically was mentioned in this. It, I know, but it it um, it's our first indication that uh, a true Force Master doesn't care about size because you got Yoda who's little and tiny and like he's just like, look, I'm gonna pick this fucking X wing up, and Luke, who's three times taller than Yoda, if not four, like looked like he yeah. was pooping really hard and yeah. still couldn't p- yeah. pick it up. I mean, don't 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 quote me, but X-wings weigh uh they got to be at least as much it's as a little over it's a, I'm I'm going to say it's wanna, it's a maybe ton and a half. And I'd really heavy. like to focus on one thing, ladies. I think they have a hemi. Ladies, I want you to focus on one thing here oh, and one God. thing only. Size doesn't matter. It's how you of use course, the force. That's what you want us to focus on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying for this Actually, small penis yeah, of America guild. No, okay. You know, <laughs> small so, to medium sized penis of the world guild. We find out what the force can do before we get uh, permission. When, when did you get your membership card? Uh, probably in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> they issued cards back then. It started out small. It just never got bigger. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a grower, not a shower. That's what we say, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, ladies, ladies, he's available. Ladies, yeah. ladies, hung like an infant. Actually, hung like an infant fly. Tiny. If that's not a way to sell yourself, I don't know what is. <laughs> anyway, I think you undersell. You know, undersell. Uh, so let's get Luke, Luke to fuck off a Dagobah. So the the premonition and the whole, you know, like he shouldn't go, should he go? And then we get our one of our first major hints here, which is. Uh, he takes off, and you see uh, um, Obi Wan's Force Ghost thingy talking that to Yoda. Was our last hope? Yeah, and Yoda saying, "No, yeah, there is another. There you know? is another." Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm. <laughs> there that, is. That sounded like Yoda getting a hand job right? from a guy in a truck stop bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that foot anyway. tapping? You know, you don't. Faster, you will go. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, stop! I so we get a hint. Him. There's somebody else. There's some other force-sensitive character, evil. especially with that like like the Elmo actor and Touch all those him. allegations. <laughs> he sounds like Elmo. <laughs> like oh, tickle shit. me, tickle me right there. <laughs> so you're saying he's soliciting underage boys? Yeah. So, well, well, Luke is over. Is that why he's complaining? Point, no, right? he should be younger. Hey, boys, we usually train him younger. Yeah, that's, <laughs> maybe that's why they had Padawans who were so young. Luke is a little old, and Yoda is not shy about letting him know that <laughs> from the get-go either. Like, oh, this is a digression. I think. Um, In my day, you were ten. Uh, anyway. Train of thought derailed. So that was a little aggressive. Uh. There's there's a premonition though, and Luke Luke feels like his friends are in danger, and he leaves. And uh, Obi Wan says that that boy was our last hope, and Yoda says no, there's another. So we to get, get us back on that track, that... you can cut that whole part out. I was trying to figure out where the fuck I was before <laughs> pedophile Yoda showed up. I think we found it. I um, like I like pedophile Yoda. Let's, 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 let's be honest, that's what we live for, right? Um, that's where Yoda should be. Fuck me. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna redact this last ten minutes. Professionals, so. <laughs> fucking professionals here. Uh, so yeah, he's taken off. Like he leaves, forgets his training. Not, I mean, he doesn't forget it, but he's like, 
uh, oh, I'm gonna go save my friends. I'll be back though. I promise. And they're like, yeah, well, yeah, you kind of can't go because it'll fuck up everything. And yeah. And this is where we bit. get that uh, that Your Yoda. Not it's not necessarily the Yoda speech. You know, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. But this is where we beware of your anger. That is the dark side. You know, and it's easy to slip into that shit. Yeah, to me, that's a much better speech than the one he gave Anakin back in the day. Yeah, right, for sure. Yeah. So Luke flies off, and we go back to Bespin to see that uh, Han is about to get frozen in the carbonite. Well, the best tortured fucking see... line in the movie. The... Yep. Oh, yeah. Improvised. Bryce? Improvised. I love you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was much too nonchalant. Uh, uh, okay. That was a little give, bit give like... It, uh, give it to me again. Yeah. I love you. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you nailed it that time. That was great. Oh, I loved it. it. Um, not only do you get that, but you've got the the music is kind of building here. You're getting the scent. Like, the music's got a much darker tone. You've got, the, you've got the freezing center, which has that iconic orange lighting behind it. It's orange lit on the bottom, and on top you see a little bit of backlight, but not a whole lot. And it's just... Oh, it's gorgeous and Great ominous set. and threatening. Mm-hmm. Great cinematography. And, and here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, it's beautiful. This is what they don't touch on. Han Solo was actually trained by Harry Houdini. Yes, yes. very Indeed. true. You are completely um, correct. And and it's re- you might miss it, but when he's being lowered into the carbonite chamber, his hands are bound. No, 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 no. The, the little dudes, they play with his dick for a little bit. They take the cuffs off, but not the elbow restraints. And so his hands, he can move his hands around because he was just getting sucked off by the little miniature mole people miners. Okay. I don't know if that's what's happening, but I mean, yeah. Did we, we watch, watch the, the same, same movie? movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there was, there was a second edit of the movie. Yeah, there's definitely a second edit. There's a... I think you might have seen Hand Solo. <laughs> when he's lowered into the pit, his hands are clasped. Yes, and at the very least, his, I, I he's think he's wrapped so. It's kind of odd. It's kind yeah. of yeah. He's wrapped around the elbows. He is he, he is definitely bound. He's not going anywhere. His hands are not moving. But when that motherfucker comes out as a carbonite slab, his his hands are up by his shoulders like Arr! yeah, they're forming claws. He's got like T Rex uh, claws going on. What do what do his lips look like, Bryce? <laughs> that's they're, um, they're remarkably large like the that's, the, the, that's not uh, the, uh, the artists that that created this Han diplomatic Solo. community <laughs> that's the wrong country, that's the wrong country. <laughs> all right so uh um, now we get to the really the penultimate scene in the movie which is uh luke comes and he meets vader and they go oh yeah this is my favorite lightsaber duel which is good that he came before he met vader because then it's, it's a over. lot harder to do yeah. with only one hand. Yeah. <laughs> they, but, Plus, I mean, it's you, his you right hand they cut off, right? Yeah, they cut off his right hand. That poor son of a bitch. When he gets back, he's got to be like, give me a new hand as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I had a trip yeah. for like three hours. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Leia's my sister, so I'm not, I'm, I can't bark up that tree anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to come once before the big, like, you know, battle, if you will, because then otherwise it's going to be over way too quickly. We got to be then, centered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to But anyway, this lightsaber duel, we see Luke, you know, trying to find his way to his friends. He's kind of pushed in a certain direction and he ends up on this state this you know this area where the, the freezing chamber luke 
kind of, I mean, you know he's going to lose this battle oh, yeah. from the get-go because, like, Darth Vader's standing there and Luke, like, whips out his saber and just lights it right away, like... Well, and that, that picture right there, you've got Luke at the, like, Luke is probably second or third step from the top. You know, Darth Vader's above him. Luke has, like, he's standing, his chest is up and he's got that lightsaber coming out and he's just holding it one-handed and Vader has his and his, his is down and that just gives me chills every time I see it. And it Vader is. knows exactly what it's like to have the high ground. Oh, yeah. Because he, he remembers what happened the last time he didn't. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, it's my turn. My uh, turn, bitches. And to be fair, if we were paying attention, like Yoda already told us that Luke was going to fucking lose. Yeah. Like like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. 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 What I like about the scene is we really get the first uh, uh, impression of Jedi Luke. Because Luke really does actually hold his own pretty well yeah. um, for the minimal amount of training he's had. Like, you, you'd think that. Especially once we know the backstory, you just see him getting his ass handed to him. Also, you get to see uh, Vader as not necessarily the duelist uh, that Anakin was at the end of Revenge of the Sith, but as the Force Master, you know, that Yoda was. He's throwing things at him with the Force. You're seeing this kind of thing going Jedi on. Jedi reflexes. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's my thing about that whole scene when vader lights his saber yeah the blade emerges very slowly oh yeah like it's... ridiculous compared to like any his, his he, like, he's telling it's he's telling his saber like take your time i don't need your help right now it's not a euphemism so <laughs> no. no um seriously though like the way the way that the that because he lights, Luke lights his, and he's like, oh, I'm ready to go. And it's like, you know, you can actually see it. Like, it's a, you know, and it's like, it's really ominous the way he does it. I wonder if there's a separate button on the saber. There's got to be. Yeah. Because like, presumably he like, built both of those lightsabers. Here's the yeah. regular button. Here's the <laughs> yeah. ominous button. Like, you know what? Regular, when I'm evil, the, I'm going to do gonna this gonna different. fuck you up. Yeah. You know, actually, this is kind of a really stupid side thing, but... There's an effect, like a minimize window effect on Max, and you, you literally, you can press the other button, and it minimizes really slow, so you can see that it's all compositing all pretty down <laughs> into the little icon thing. So I think that it, uh, like I called out the vanity button, and, and I'm I'm not, I wouldn't be even a little bit surprised if Vader had like a vanity button, if he had like a, okay, let's intimidate this little bitch, and button, you know, basically. So he contracted with Steve Jobs. Pretty is much. what you're saying. Uh, either that or Steve Jobs is it any surprise with how him. how uh, how many how uh, clean the lines are on the Death Stars and shit like that? And look at Jobs's wardrobe. Oh, typically, yeah. yeah, black turtleneck. Mm. Mm. He's just all he's missing is that wonderful helmet. Conspiracy mm -hmm. thought. And I anyway, the breathing apparatus would have helped what with the cancer. So, do we want to give away the twist? What twist? What twist are you talking what about? Mean? I don't, know you, I, uh, I don't know what you mean. Sorry. Well, the twist. The, okay, I'll I'll tell you all the twist right now. The twist is that we find out exactly why they don't need handrails on anything in this fucking universe because Luke falls down and a hundred times. Luke falls down a hundred times during this battle. <laughs> and he falls down a hundred times, but he finally falls down this giant shaft, and then he, which we gets all want to fall down, sucked a giant down shaft. some other tube, and you know falls down another shaft, and somehow gets caught in some antenna below. So. Apparently, with one hand, because with, wait, yeah, one, hand, one hand was chopped off. Well, to right. be he fair, he catches with his knees. Yeah, balls. He catches himself with his fucking yeah, Jedi his, balls. His because... testicles like wrap around. You can see it, and they just rip on like a grappling hook, just like. Yeah. Yep. 
and, oh and so it's a hell of a monkey paw right there <laughs> so you find out exactly why there are there are no handrails anywhere in the death star because uh you know anywhere you fall in this universe you just end up hanging on to something and catching on to something you get to go down the giant water slide of you know whatever they use it for with no oh, water so the friction the you got to imagine the friction yeah he's gonna get he's serious you got the friction the static electricity on, all that mm. the static electricity build up alone would be insane i mean enough to maybe power that's how they got force, Jedi force powers at least another lightsaber yeah at least one yeah, yeah. Um, all right so that pretty much brings us to the end of the film well we didn't actually reveal the twist you want it you want to do that i thought we were being coy okay no let's not be let's not be coy (laughs) because this is this is honestly this is the money shot of the entire trilogy yeah yeah pretty much this is the The rest of it is just set dressing for the for this it's it's there's there's a fluffer that comes in after this because like i i want to know like because this is one of the biggest secrets in cinematic history that did not get out thank you having no fucking internet nobody really knew except for the people who were involved with the movie this is what i'm excited for nobody knew except lucas right and mark hamill yeah yeah everybody else had no clue and and obviously the man that delivered the line well, no, he didn't no, even deliver that. That was Earl Jones, but James he didn't know oh, until Earl Jones. Jones. Yes. But he didn't know until after either. James Earl Jones. David Prowse didn't know. James Earl Jones knew. Yeah, James Earl because Jones. Because he knew. delivered the actual. He line. delivered the actual line. But but David Prowse did not say. What but after the, line the was. after after the whole thing was done, though, after the filming was done, like so, the only people that knew during. Right, right, right. I, I'm talking pre-release of the movie. Yeah. James James Earl Jones had to do the voiceover. He had to say literally, sure. "I am your father." Oh shit! I gave it away. <laughs> no, I am your father. So so he knew. Mark Hamill knew because he knew what he was reacting to. George Lucas knew uh, that. I mean, there might have been some associate assistant directors or whatever. Irving Kirshner, I'm sure knew. The, uh, but, the line that Prowse delivered, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it? "I killed your father." Yeah, it's yes. "I killed your yes. father." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And so, and, well, I'm pretty sure that David Prowse is like, no, I fucked your mother and George Lucas's mother because this isn't my voice coming out right now, you fucking pricks. He, At this point, after, he knew, though. After, <laughs> after the first one, that's what he should have done for every scene. He should have been like, every scene, like, as they're dubbing him over and he's doing the hand motions of Fuck Vader. you, George. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, George. He's swinging his sword and he's like, hey, did you know George's mother is a fucking whore? <laughs> She's been around I'm the block surprised. so many times. I'm, they, I'm pretty you know, sure he did that, you know. That's what I would have done if anyway, I was you know, though, maybe, maybe that guy, if I was him and I'm watching Star Wars in the theater, I'm just like, you know, I've got a shitty fucking British voice. This dude sounds cool as fuck as Darth Vader. I'm okay with it. Oh, man. I mean, if but you're humble enough, tell but you, you still kind of got dicked over. I, it's a, it's a they didn't move. tell you until you're in the motherfucking theater me, watching the release. I feel like if you Let me tell with you, Lewis, the, uh, Lewis, George Lucas, though, you probably know <laughs> Lewis kind Black? of a dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> If you to, work with George Lucas, you know he's probably kind of a dick. So, to, so here's here's the thing: the amount of money that I got paid versus James Earl Jones would determine whether or not I was cool with it. True, that's definite truth. Because right. James Earl Jones sounds like a sexy motherfucker when he talks, anyway. What do you mean sounds? That man is sexy. like he doesn't have to try. So, like this movie was literally no work for him. He didn't have to show up except anywhere yeah. but a sound set. It's kind of like every a day in the life of Samuel Jackson. Like, hey Sam, we need you to be a badass. On screen, and he's like, "Well, I was gonna do that anyway." <laughs> yeah, he didn't have he even have to like lip sync at all. Like, like there's there's no lips on Darth Vader, so yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about the reveal. What do we think about the reveal? 
I loved it. This this is a seminal part in this series, and it's pop culture everywhere. You know, you hear "I am your father" all the fucking time. It's the moment that I can tell you. So the Yoda thing, like I said before, I don't ever remember not knowing that that little creature was Yoda. I do specifically remember when when that scene came up. Like I did not know where it was going. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. See mm-hmm. that that's funny that you mentioned that because I d- distinctly remember my first like oh my god like what oh, yeah. like what you know this can't be real um type of thing for this particular scene and I do think that if we're going to talk about twists in cinematic history this is if not the top one of the top 5 Yeah but M Night Shyamalan doesn't have that market cornered Yeah uh, he he gets I think he makes the top 5 I really do think the sixth sense was something I'm Kaiser Soze I think that one makes that's a, big a great one. one kaiser soze yeah yeah um and there's a few others that i could probably think of if i if i tried hard enough but those three spring to mind and i i know i'm your father is is probably up at the top yeah it, it was yeah. it was mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing keep in mind that the line luke i am your father does not exist no it that line was never no. delivered no it, um, it is unless no. you're a big fan of um no. tommy boy I no. yes Oh, yeah. biggest twisted cinematic history right there. Tommy, Tommy boy. boy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, because, yeah, who knew Rob Lowe had a career? Yeah. <laughs> and now we do. Um, my thing about this, this scene, uh, in comparison with other great cinematic reveals or whatever, like, like M. Night Shyamalan, uh, whatever, this, this has so much to do with the emotionality of all the characters. Mm-hmm. Well, like, yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. The other, the other movies, it, it is mind blowing. It's like, oh shit, he was Kaiser Soze all along. He was like taking all these names based on things that he was seeing in the office. You know, uh, he, he he was fucking tripping me up all along. What are you talking about, dude? Who, but Kaiser that has Soze? that has nothing to do. Like, like at the end, yeah, it's it's like, oh shit, that was him all along. Like he had him right there, but he now he's gone. Well, but let's this, let's like, look at the Bruce Willis character from The Sixth Sense. Uh huh. At the end of the day. It really doesn't matter that he was dead the whole time. Nope. Like, no. it doesn't change anything. The fact nope. that Darth Vader, the big bad guy, that Luke knows that at some point he's going to have to fight anyway, and all of a sudden kill. now it's his dad, exactly. that means something. Exactly. Yeah. So. And not only that, we've just. And you got to look at where the movie is at this point anyway. Han Solo, frozen in carbonite. As far as Darth Vader. Gone knows, with Boba Fett. Yeah, gone with Boba Fett. As far as Vader knows, Leia headed to the Super Star Destroyer. Okay, captured. Yep. The Wookiee and all the droids are with him too. And Luke is here with his fucking hand cut off out on the edge of this precipice, looking down into the center of Cloud City, ready to fall and die. And he tells him, and, you're my son. I mean, it, it kind of brings up the, the question to me, though. Like, as Luke lets go and, and falls down this giant shaft, uh, doesn't Vader have that one force thing that would allow him to, you know, pick somebody up or possibly an X-Wing or something. No, he's too big. Why wouldn't he just, yeah, pick Luke up and bring him back up and say, hey, bitch, you can't get away that easily. Well, obviously, Luke I, I hasn't think you can do it if that. you have um, all of your arms and legs. Oh. <laughs> oh. Now, but, you know what, though? I think, now. I think he's, he's like, idiot, no ADA standards for force usage. usage. I'm going to answer my question, though, because I'm a dumbass like that. Because I, I think it's I'm glad really... we're all in agreement there. <laughs> yes. I, th- I think it's because Vader needs Luke to come to the dark side of his own volition. Oh, yeah. And that's something that's implicated throughout yeah. the, the this whole thing. The uh-huh. second one and the third one when we talk about return. 
That is something that is implicated throughout the whole thing. But he it does, has to come. Here's, it does seem that he's just letting him fall to die. This though, is this is the thing though. A little Vader really kind of fucked the dog on this one though, because if he had kept I that to himself, screwed the pooch is the the preferred nomenclature. I like fuck dude. the dog. Let's uh, get Luna to judge. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches asleep. So I'm down either way. Um, <laughs> anyway, obviously I'm getting fucked. This is this is where I think though that that he made the big mistake though is like telling Luke that he is his father um because if not he's just a faceless bad guy and he's probably more likely to get luke to keep reacting out of anger and whatnot now that now that luke knows that this is his dad he's going to be a little bit more apprehensive about doing things probably a little more prone to using good judgment as opposed to just reacting out of pure hatred for the bad guy well maybe it's also the first sign that vader doesn't like like that vader is worth saving well what it is 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 our first sign that vader has ulterior motives like he's a sith yeah um, and you don't really explore what what a sith is until later on but he definitely has no qualms about overthrowing the emperor <laughs> if luke can join him and basically act as his apprentice and, and vader the master so it's worth baptizing him to save his soul well and not only that not only do we have the ulterior motives of Vader, but you add in that conflict within Luke. You know, you add in the doubt of Obi-Wan and Yoda. They didn't tell me and they knew. You know, you add in this, will my father turn evil? Will I? And not only that, you add into this, you know, am I rejecting all of what I am at this point in time now because of who Vader is? I mean, this is the big bad guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've seen the Emperor, but he is not as big in our heads as Vader is at this point in time. Yeah. All right, everybody. Favorite scenes from Empire? Sam? Um, for me, it's going to have to be the uh, Luke Skywalker at the top of the stairs confronting Vader in the, uh, the Carbonite Chamber. Just the cinematography, we've talked about that, the lighting, and just kind of the, the implications of the moment there you can just take that screenshot right there you can put it put it on a t-shirt put it on my uh put it on my computer put it where the fuck ever it's beautiful and dangerous all at the same time and i love it it really sh- tells the story in one shot of this movie all right bryce fucking harrison ford um i think is when he gets dropped into the pit to freeze in carbonite he throws his head back and it's just fucking perfect oh yeah wow like that to, to me i i don't know every time i, I see that <laughs> um, quick question do you want to blow harrison because Dude, who pretty... doesn't like I... like if you if you raise your hand right now and you tell me you don't want to blow harrison for it i'm gonna call you a liar i don't believe you <laughs> Okay, so I guess it's my hey, turn then. Um, yeah. Gosh, this is this, this is by far my favorite in the franchise, yep. and there's just so many good yep. scenes in this movie. Um, and, and it's hard not to pick the cliche one, which I don't think I'm going to... I'm going to actually go probably a little lighter on this one. One of my favorite scenes that really grabs me is uh, the the ad battle. Uh, not just the, the um, you know, when they wrap the cord around the legs, but the ad battle in general, because it, it again... We're talking about the size and scope of the Empire. And when you see what the Empire can throw down for just this little skirmish type of thing versus what the um, Rebels have. And then all the cool shit that Luke gets to do in that scene, too. Um, just just a pretty cool moment for Star Wars for me. Um, obviously, I, I don't think that's the most important or seminal scene in the movie. Um, 
there's there's many bigger ones, but it, that that's just a really cool scene that sticks out in my head. So, Matthew, one of the most iconic moments to me uh, is when you see that Vader himself is actually on the planet. And he's yeah. marching oh, through yeah. the ice tunnels, and he's got all the the um, Cobra commanders yeah. with him. <laughs> um, just, I mean, the the hooded the hooded troopers and whatnot. I don't know why that's the standard snow gear, um, but uh, the, the that, clan goes to the, the clan. The holdout, yeah. yeah, draped it down. And their faces are warm. Um, okay, I accept that, but. <laughs> Uh, just seeing him, uh, the the blackness of of Darth Vader of his suit, like in stark contrast to the the white tunnels and stuff like that. That's it. Kind of is one of the first indicators that sets the the how serious of a tone this movie has throughout. And that's 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 what it was for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but right. just none of you thought about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jedi. Oh yeah, none of Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. I am um or, well or jedi first known as revenge of the jedi yes it, revenge. The title it, was, it was and then uh mm-hmm. suddenly fucking 30 years later it was okay to use revenge in a title or well revenge of the sith makes sense this... return and that's actually one of the one of the things that i loved about that title is that it call, harkens back to the original title to return yeah. of the jedi yeah uh, um, in probably a way the best part sense. about that movie. Yeah, it, it, it really probably is. Yeah. Um, I can because see that. Because Revenge of the Jedi doesn't make sense because Jedi don't take revenge, but Revenge of the Sith makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah, no, I get you. Return so, yeah, of the yeah, Jedi yeah. makes anyway. sense because it's coming back. But I digress. Return of the Jedi. Um, f- so we're going fi- to finish out the trilogy, and I think we're going to go a little bit quicker, or you guys are going to be here all night. Um, yeah no uh, um we're gonna we're gonna to cut too but yeah let's 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 we're gonna let's this one this one obviously um we gotta we gotta get our one of our main heroes back and that's han solo yeah um i don't know I, how they tracked him down i do want to i think they kind of knew that uh, who, they, they knew he was going to job yeah they knew he was going yeah. to job like, did they yeah because yeah. okay. that's who boba works for boba fett talk for talk okay about it, yeah. it was he, kind of a convoluted plan though he getting like, there Getting there, there were a lot of there were a lot of pieces that had plans. to fall in place in order for this plan to work, but First it seems off, to have worked. Lando has to get hired, you know. There's like three. I, I kind of um, got the feeling that everybody thing, was like, "Affirmative action says they kind of have to hire Lando." <laughs> <laughs> Being the only black guy in space, yeah. except for the other guard, the except for the other cloud city Vestman. guy, yeah. the cloud city guy. But I don't no, think he applied Vestman for the job. Is he not black enough for the job? I don't think he applied. Oh. So I mean, <laughs> the other guy was happy on Cloud City. Do you though? think yeah. that Orlando? Was I like, think that yeah. would probably work though. Like if you just walk into the movie theater and you're wearing the movie theater outfit, I bet they you could work there for a couple of weeks probably before anybody realized he didn't actually work there. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't so. get the impression that Jabba probably knew most of his employees by name anyway. Yeah. Especially when you're just Except another faceless bounty hunter. hunter. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite scenes. So we open up. We have. Um, the various characters Leia goes in, tries to. Uh, That's again, one of my favorite scenes, though. Showing Le- the Leia balls. The, the bounty hunter. Uh-huh. Yeah, Leia the bounty hunter basically says she's got a thermal detonator in her hand, and if she. Yep, they don't, yep, they, yeah, yep, yeah. If they don't turn over a uh, hand, she's going to blow the place up. <laughs> Um, but we don't know it's her at the time. She's no. In this that's, that's the thing. So we, we absolutely don't know. Like that's no the, idea. The, the reveal on that is probably one of my favorite scenes because, like, oh yeah, she saw she thaws out Han Solo and he was like, "Who are you?" And like, someone who loves you. Yes, and well, then he's all also sudden, blind, boom. so so he can't. He's really blind see it. and yeah, he's but... trembling and he really plays it. And I, I but he recognized about... the musk. Yeah, yeah I really want to. I want to talk about one thing real quick. 
at the end of Empire, we see Lando taking off, and Lando is now wearing Han Solo's vest and shirt style, and he's captaining the Millennium Falcon next to Chewie, and they're going to look for Han. And one thing we gotta remember is at the end of this second movie, we did not know if Harrison Ford was gonna come back. Like, it was, he wanted to have his character killed off. It's pretty well known, you know? And so we go into this movie with, what the fuck is Han gonna do? Now he's 70. And I know. still Han Solo. To be, to be fair, I was born when this movie came out, so I never had that. Like, you you missed that episode I, of Carson. I, yeah, I never I never had the thing where Harrison Ford is like, no, I'm dead. I'm totally I'm totally killed off. Don't worry about me. I'm gone. Yeah. 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 So it was more of a. Carmine actually killed me, even though I shouldn't have shined zeros. Okay. <laughs> okay. so he's gonna have to cut a lot of that out so, yeah. <laughs> our our listeners may or may not be familiar with harrison ford impressions but uh yeah mm. it's okay we That's, every, that aren't even actually ours every other like episode. let's give credit where it's due these aren't even our impressions no. every other episode i think we say by the way if you want to get half the jokes on the show you should probably go listen to hollywood babylon uh yeah do that so anyway th- this opening sequence is probably one of my favorites because now we get jedi luke like this is just uh, yeah. straight up jedi luke being a badass He's completely confident about everything, even though it looks like he's totally fucked. Here's, but it turns out he can totally fulfill it. Here's like, my thing, man. Like, how does he get from where we left? Because he got fucked up in Empire. Like, emotionally and physically, this dude was that's fucking how trashed. It. And then all of a sudden, like, we're walking into Jabba's palace, and we're choking G- Gamorrean guards, and we're mind-fucking the Twi'lek dude. And Which, let's talk about Chick. Bib. choking Gamorrean guards. He's a Twi'lek. Bib, Bib, Bib. yeah, yeah. Choking Camorian guards. Choking is a dark force thing. It's not Jedi. Yeah, like this Luke. Yeah, it's a force he kind of doesn't give a fuck. No, he he's okay, definitely. There's, I don't there's give a, a couple fuck of Luke. things. Number one is I think that the end of Empire kind of shows that he lacked humility. He lacked any sort of you know mm-hmm. like he just went up against the biggest baddest fucking dude in the galaxy with like three months of training. Um, so I think that having him getting taken down a peg at the end of Empire is what leads us to Luke in the beginning of this one. Yeah. Uh, number one. Luke is even at the end of Empire a pretty badass dude. Like we're fighting Vader at this point and actually doing pretty well, which means choking out a couple of fucking pig pig guards is probably not going to be the end of the world. Good morning. Um, didn't didn't oh. he talk about? At, okay, so at the end of the Empire, um, didn't he talk about like going back to complete his training? He says he like, does, and I think he actually goes back after this sequence. He does. Yeah, he does. He goes back later. Thing. So, As so there's there's a reason that he's. Dying. Yeah, there's a reason that he's better at being a Jedi. I but think yeah, I, I mean, I think training. he continues. No, he didn't. He didn't go back after Empire. Really? Yeah, like there's nothing in between where he went back. Because the first time he goes back after uh, he leaves mm-hmm. is when he when he goes back after the whole, after he rescues Han. Yeah. He but, goes back and he's like, I came back to complete my training. And Yoda's like, oh, you're done. Yeah. But I think the biggest part of his his uh, the completion of his training and, and how he behaves in the beginning of Return versus the end of Empire is simply a mindset thing. Like, he knows the basic skills. Like, I can teach you how to basically do most things. Like, I can teach you how to basically type. But it takes some time to practice on your own and get a little bit better. Um, and in this particular case, when there's definitely a um, philosophical mind part of it, uh, behind the whole movement like so that's who what did he practice choking that's what i want to know <laughs> like, where's Chewie, the trail of bodies left that, from yeah, that have you ever Chewie, come here about yeah. david carradine uh <laughs> it's the greatest thing because if you pass out you stop choking yourself 
Yeah. Anyway, um, the the thing about this, I think, wow. is it's mostly a mental thing. Like by the time we get to Leia, Return of the Jedi, it's oh, it's just Leia. mental. <laughs> Sorry, it's not autoerotic joking. All right, it's just not. How do you know? <laughs> all right, so just uh, a mirror. <laughs> Luke seems to be doing pretty well. Takes out a rancor. Oh, yeah, and to stuck. your point earlier, uh, whoever mentioned the right hand being cut off, I think yeah. that was Sam. Yeah, that was me. Luke's left-handed. Oh, are we sure? We're yeah, sure. watch him throw sure the rock at the, at the door thing. He's totally left-handed. Oh, well, cool. That's lucky. I like yeah. that. Thank yeah. you. That's something I did not notice. So then he's holding his saber with his, his right hand. 36 years old, and I didn't notice. I'm yeah. a fucking failure. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... They, get yourself together. We get so we're to, going to continue. Sam's yeah. going to go put a gun in his mouth. And... <laughs> We get to the skiff and we see Boba Boba Fett, you know, out on out well, with I the wanna, uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Let's get Boba back Fett, to the where? to the Rancor real quick. Sorry, he goes in and he does this sans lightsaber. Yeah, because Luke's remember. a badass. Yeah, Luke's because a badass. We're and like, this where is the fuck is his lightsaber? <laughs> this is another thing about his resourcefulness, about his mindset, like you're talking about. He goes in and he defeats a Rancor without his primary weapon. Uh, I'm about to answer your question. His lightsaber is inside R two D two. Spoilers! What? <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm no! Just, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know if you realize that. Uh, so, the, I, where Eddie was going with the skiff, this is my point about things having to fall exactly into place. Yeah, there's. Something. He had to know that Jabba was going to make him walk the plank, and on the skiff, and that yeah. R two was going to be in a position where he would be able to launch the lightsaber into the air. Yeah. At the same time as he's doing a double springboard back salt, whatever it is, he goes on the thing. Greg Luganus into I'm this. I'm pretty sure he didn't that hit this his is Come on, a round off back handspring <laughs> double tuck layout. And, and he had to know that that he would be able to covertly give a secret nod to everyone who would nod back at him. And no, one, <laughs> no one would notice that, oh, maybe something's going on. And it's it's not a covert secret nod. It's a... I know. That's the point. Hey! Yeah. And the, and the, this is your yeah, cue. Yeah, yeah. He was like, by the way, ahem, ahem. hey, everybody. This is the nod we're that you to... do oh, as you're walking. Saber. Guys, guys we're now. missing the fucking point of this scene. We are missing the <laughs> no, fucking no, point. No, I don't think we are. We are Leia not. is in a bikini and it's oh, hot as shit. Touche. Touche. Have you guys seen the picture, by the way? The, the still picture yeah. that was taken of Leia and her stunt double laying together oh yeah it's yeah. great on the sand of, of well if you read well, what leia arizona said, really but have you read about what leia said about that bikini that it was for that everybody dudes? saw everything that everybody saw everything you could look through oh, the bottom Anthony and Daniels you could see all that, yeah. the way to uh phoenix yeah, yeah. because <laughs> Anthony, it's just it's like a piece was, of yeah, like yeah. plastic it's a rigid piece of plastic or metal that doesn't move or stay with her skin and so every time she moves france is exposed I'm pretty sure that Leia. Please explain France. Fucked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Leia I fucked Kenny that. Baker on this movie. Like, like she was just boning everybody. If he had coke, I guarantee it. <laughs> oh, can exactly. we find the coke nail for me, please? Dude, I'm telling you, it's it, the most obvious place that I've seen it is when they get back on the Falcon, um, and she's kind of put her her hand on uh, Han's shoulder. Her shoulder, yeah. It's yeah. it's a pinky actually. Yeah. Anyway, um. This is a pretty badass scene, but it gets us to the place where we need to be. All of our heroes are back in action. We're ready to go fuck some shit up. Um, one of my favorite pieces of dialogue is... Oh, one other thing before we move from the skiff. Uh, Boba Fett 
fan favorite Boba Fett, who's just an absolute badass bounty hunter. Yeah, that's gets eaten by a sarlacc in about four yeah, seconds. That's the first yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but here to to my point, like one of my favorite uh, lines of dialogue before we get to this point is uh, after he's thought out, yeah. and Jabba's like, "Well, fuck you," because I'm watching you, and he throws him into the fucking cell and whatnot. Yeah, Chewie's explaining to him that there's a there's a plan, and yeah. that Luke is the linchpin of this plan, and he's a Jedi now, and he's gonna save everything. And Han Solo's like the fuck you talking about <laughs> yeah like <laughs> i'm coming for 15 minutes and everybody has delusions of grandeur yeah, yeah. I, just it, it, it wasn't so much that, that he's like no 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 luke's an idiot it was just like what yeah this fucking farm kid from really. tatooine is gonna do what for us yeah last time i checked his master was dead yeah. As far as Han's concerned, it could have been ten fucking years. Like he has no idea how long it's been, actually, and uh, neither do we really. No, we don't actually know the we amount of time between know. Empire and Return. Could it's have not, been seven. Really specified, I'm yeah. gonna say it wasn't seventeen years because the Death Star, the second Death Star, wasn't near as complete. It's yeah. true. And Luke's not like Batman; he doesn't take that much time off. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, his girlfriend didn't get killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously, yeah, for sure. <laughs> His sister, <laughs> nor did he have to get a knee brace. Yeah, no. They can, so, yes. Knee brace, yeah. no. He doesn't no. need a knee brace Not to kick through a wall. Either. Anyways, right, so back to Star Wars. We get off the skiff. Our heroes are back in action. Uh, yeah, heroes, heroes. They're heroes. They're everywhere. Luke goes back, finds out Yoda is totally dying, basically, because he's like well, nine hundred fucking years old. Does yeah, he, fucking he does die. die? Yeah, yeah. When nine hundred years old, and and we get we get the confrontation between Luke and Obi Wan, a dead Obi Wan, where he's like, "You didn't fucking tell me." Yeah, and he's like, "What I told you was true from From a certain certain point of view." view. And And like, "Fuck you, British." Fuck you. What? That's actually that's actually one of Mark Hamill's best lines of dialogue. When he's like, "From a certain point of view, Mm -hmm. fuck (laughs) off." Like, really? Shut your face. Fuck you. (laughs) Well, and at that point, that's where you can see the manipulation of Obi Wan. Like, you don't see it all in episode four you don't see you see maybe just a teeny tiny bit there in episode five as luke is getting ready to leave the surface and is leaving the surface of dagobah but here you're like this fucking guy kept all this shit for all those years it's kind of the only thing that's a common link between the original trilogy and then the prequels because in the prequels the jedi are kind of bastards when it comes to like what you're allowed to do and not do and all this other bullshit and you don't really get that. Thank you for dropping the droid and barbecue sauce. And you don't really I hear get they're that. good that way. And you don't really get that. <laughs> and you don't really get that. We are professionals, people. Um, and you are not Obi-Wan. I will continue to try and sell you death sticks, all right? There's nothing you can do about it. Um, but yeah, uh, he's, um, he's kind of a dick, Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah, he's a fucking huge dick and here's the thing like it's not like it was one of those things where he's like well whatever i mean he kind of had the best intentions for luke but he should have just fucking been honest with him you know i'm saying well i kind of got the feeling that at least a little bit of that was like obi hiding his shame like he fucked up with anakin like let's face it maybe if if obi-wan knew how to handle him better maybe anakin wouldn't have turned out to be such an asshole uh, so I thought at least a little bit was, was he didn't quite want to tell him because he kind of totally fucked fucked 
that. Fuck Plus, the dog. it's kind of hard. Dogs, it's kind of hard when you're like, so, um, the dude that took your wannabe girlfriend prisoner. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him. He's like seven feet tall, has a penis helmet on. Yeah, uh, that's your dad. Yeah, like your dad walks around with a giant cock head. <laughs> well, also, the, the shame. Uh, the so shame. if if as you were starting to train as a Jedi, somebody told you, "Hey, your your father, we totally tried to do this with him too, but he turned into like the worst Sith ever." You know, I mean, maybe turns out like, he was our worst know, student. You'd be like, you know, never mind. Maybe I'll just skip out on this whole thing. You'd be like, oh, my previous student was your father. My bad. Yeah. Let's see how that turned out. Oh yeah. boy! Yeah, let, me tell you, let me tell you what. That a is lot a lot of story. time in the principal's office for that guy. Let me just tell you. Yeah, yeah. a lot of lot of lot of younglings that might have. Uh, so, um. This first, we, we see, yeah, that reaction of Han Solo to Luke. He's going to be our savior? Fuck you, no. Um, but we get them on this barge, which, to be honest, I want the sail barge. Oh, it's a total would, party barge. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You get the, the band to go with it? Dude, there's got to be a hot tub on That's there. You. Like, it didn't show it, but there's got to be a hot tub. Hot tub, um, bitches, all that good stuff. Here's my thing. If I'm ever filthy fucking rich with your phd there's one thing that i want and that so much is a drink serving droid <laughs> <laughs> priorities that can also shoot a lightsaber out of the top of its head i just well, wanted I mean, to bring yeah. me a drink just a drink yeah mixed drink or beer pretty what? sure those drinks had umbrellas in them it i'm pretty sure well. they did too yeah bro you just need to beat your kids harder like you already have. You're three quarters of the way there. <laughs> I got this thing where I don't actually make my kids bring me drinks. Yeah. I know. You don't want to encourage alcoholism? Um, I mean, yeah. I let them drink. Like, <laughs> they want to taste it. But I don't make them bring it to me. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, slavery. That's a you're bit. anti-slavery? Yeah, that's a little bit... Uh, that's no, take, I make that's them do work. That's a step too far. But, yeah. I mean, that's to live. I think getting you a drink is more along the lines of slavery. You know, chores are chores. That should be one of their chores. Right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> let's get us to the. Uh, let's. What's our plan now? So, uh, Luke. Luke has just met up with Yoda. Yoda is dead. Uh, we know Vader's the father. Everybody's We've free. We just witnessed thing. probably like the best Vader's snuff the bondage scene in <laughs> cinematic history as well. Especially in sci-fi. Oh yeah, with uh, Leia choking out. Yes. Do you want to talk autoerotic? Did you see that tail flipping around? Oh, yeah. And it was good. And you know that yeah. Jabba was just getting off on that right till the very end. I was, too. The tongue was out. Just, ah. So. Oh, oh. <clears throat> this, has, this is also the only piece of nudity that we see in this entire film, too. Because uh, the Twi'lek dancing girl. Has a nip slip? Yeah. One of her boobs pops, one of her boobs pops out. Fuck you, I've not seen that. When she's, when she's pulling, like... Oh, yeah. Put that shit on. When she's pulling, there's a boob that pops out. Put that let's, back on. Let's go. Oh, there yeah, was... dude. You didn't know that? That's no. why. I will tell you what. I wore that VHS tape out with all the pausing. <laughs> Anyways, um, we get the autoerotic asphyxiation, and then we head off to... We talk to Yoda, and then we go... Yoda Holy dies. shit, excuse me. Uh, Yoda dies, and we find out that there's another Skywalker... There is another Skywalker. A sister. Now we really get the plan, which is we got to go to Endor. 
yeah. blow up the power generators for the Well, and Luke Star. figures out that it's Leia his, is his sister, yeah. and there's yeah. no, oh shit, I kissed her last movie, It's she's my sister. And yeah. Then, and then, of course, Luke decides that he's got to go to the Death Star and turn himself over. And there's no, so oh, here's, here's oh wait, the thing. I was going to bang her, here's that was the, the only reason I was doing this all. So, with. we get Luke's triumphant return, so they're in the, they're in the meeting room on the indoor moon where they're about ready to launch their assault against the shield generator and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Lando's a general. Mm-hmm. You know, because he just fucked everybody over in the last movie. So we Han's better make a general. Because he just fucking woke up. Yeah. And then they're, they're, he's trying to like, who's going to go? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't want to speak for you. You know, the whole thing. And then all of a sudden Luke makes this track. I'm with you too. Yeah. Fuck, you come from? Did you bring back our stolen fucking X-wing you, you again? Get, you get the feeling that the, like the staffing and retention department of the, the Rebel Alliance is like maybe not as good as this job as it thinks. Because you know you got the one guy who just fucked over the whole team in the last movie, the other guy who's been frozen for a few months um, and was never really that good of a guy to begin with. I mean, he showed up at the last five seconds of the battle and, and shot some dudes. Um, and then you've got Luke who just you know took off in the next wing. They promote people to officers like. A store manager during the holiday season in retail. You're you got to think about it this way: you've got a it's battlefield commission. You know, people die right and left. This is the rebellion. It's small. It's poorly funded, apparently, because they've got shitty with poorly the funded. Of the Even in the empire, with with fucking asteroids hitting the command decks of star destroyers. Um, you got to look at the ships going off a of hoth. I mean, up until Return of the Jedi, their their fucking their fleet is tiny. Yeah, here's the thing. Is there any way Han Solo? No. Oh, fuck no. Is there any way Han Solo's letting Lando take the Millennium Falcon for this mission? Fuck no. That's almost worse than Greedo shooting first, as far as his character is concerned, because that dude is 100% responsible for Han being frozen in carbonite for the last however long he was frozen in, and he wasn't there for the redemption process. No. But, but we're not mad about it, because that's the way that the movie originally was yeah <laughs> like yeah no it's just it's just one of those things that no that that makes perfect sense i mean Han, Han, han's changed quite a bit in the last movie so he's like no you take the falcon you know the, the one thing that i have in love and i'm gonna go play with teddy bears on the forest moon actually what he's gonna go do is play with a pair of titties seriously i'm trying to get into that shit and if she sees i'm cool we, we can go at it you know? yeah yeah you you go ahead and take the falcon i'm gonna be real close to Leia. We've already talked about how we love each other so... Well, we've talked about how she loves him. That's true. Yeah, we right. haven't talked about if he yeah, loves her or not. He's playing coy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any coy. So, it's straight up, I know. Fuck you, you're mine. Han and Leia go to the Force Moon. We send Lando off to the Star Destroyer... Uh, uh, Star Death Star. God, yeah, fuck. that would be the one. Yeah, the Death Star. To go fuck shit up, and Luke eventually decides, after spending some time on the forest moon, that he needs to go up and confront Vader. What you're forgetting? One of the key points of this movie: teddy bears. Many Bothans died. Oh, right. this information. Get those Many plans. Bothans died. <laughs> that Bothans. is important. Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Who? Who the fuck is that? Yeah. No yeah. Idea. This just and who the this... fuck is Admiral Akbar too? Like I love Admiral Akbar. Don't get me wrong. It's a trap. Fucking beautiful line. I can forgive Admiral Akbar. Yeah. And and uh, to your point, he's a great character. Mon Mothma, though, apparently seems to be the leader of this entire operation. And we're just now meeting her for the first time. We had General Maydine. General mm. Maydine was awesome. You know, we had... Uh, Jando Donna from the very first uh, ep- uh, episode before New Hope. 
Yeah, so we've had we've had some military leaders and whatnot, but all of a sudden, like we're meeting like the top dog apparently. Which they've kept her hidden throughout, just like the emperor. Kaiser Soze. But they don't allude to her at all, unlike the other side, which alludes to the emperor. We we kind of met. I mean, we did meet the emperor in Empire too. The hologram. Right, but I mean, we knew he existed. Well, yeah, we knew he, ex- he existed. Up until up one. until that meeting room, on the forest moon of Endor. We didn't fucking have a clue that Mon Mothma even existed. Yeah. That, that was not on that the was, uh, That was on the Mon Calamari cruiser. That was on the, okay. the cruiser. Sorry, sorry yeah. it was on the cruiser. Yeah, I like the there. fact that the big shrimp-looking dude is called Mon Calamari. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, we ran out of the, the naming guys off for the That's week. called Just... illusion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They, had, they had to take a shuttle to the to the forest moon. Yeah. That's true. An imperial shuttle. With with older uh, codes, you know. Well, they checked so, out, though. Yeah, it was checked out. I was just about to clear this. Oh, uh, proceed. <laughs> All right, so I think there's not really a lot that I want to talk about on Endor. Anything uh, in specific? I mean, they fucking get, they hook up with some teddy bears. They beat the shit out of some stormtroopers. It's not really, I think the only thing that I really like about this scene here is the image of when they lure the guys out because, hey, we need some help because we're routing them into the woods. Can we, then they come out. And then all the little furry teddy bears, and Han Solo gives the whoops, whoops, shrug. Yeah, I don't care about the teddy bears. That's what makes me laugh every single time I see that. That that's just a great little. This is my character. I'm devil may care, and fuck you. I beat you with teddy bears. Yep. And before we move into like the penultimate part, I do want to point out the space battles. The Ugh. space battle part of this stuff gets way way fucking cooler. So it like does. we kind of like we kind of talked about an empire the the um falcon seems a little bit more agile. Now I'm sure that was not CGI. That was in the original movie because in the uh Return of the Jedi the space battles are just badass. Oh, Watching yeah. the X-wing fly through the Death Star uh, and then of course with the Falcon as well. It it well, it looks very good today. Watching no that, qualifiers. Watching that Starfleet uh battle up close next to the Star Destroyers, you know, you've got the X-Wings, the A-Wings, the B-Wings, you've got the TIE Fighters, TIE Interceptors, all of the different various, and they're intermixing, intermingling, and they're fighting up against these large capital ships. It was gorgeous. Yeah. All right, finally, we have really what is the crux of the whole movie, which is the battle between Darth Vader, the final can, battle between the Darth Vader. Can I mention one thing before we go on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So, our heroes get captured by the teddy bears. Yes, of yeah. course. Um, and I C-3 feel was a god. That scene is less important than what I'm talking about. I'm okay. talking about the actual capture itself. Okay. Um, the vegetarian Wookiee, for whatever reason, is really attracted by this piece of meat. How do we know <laughs> that he's a vegetarian? He's a vegetarian. How? Do you see him eat meat? In do you see other films? any of them eat motherfucking meat? Leia. Do they see? Well, Leia gobbled all the cock. I'm pretty sure Leia gobbled all the cock on that movie as it was. I'm just saying, Wookies are vegetarians. So why is he drawn to the meat? Is Cook. that an extended universe? Like, yes, but it was accepted as canon. Uh, I mean, it? not now, was it? but it was. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Now, now, now it's now. not. Retcon, bitch. Um, I would say this. Hunt, Chewie's a hunter. Maybe like, he felt sorry. Wookiees are hunters at heart. Like, if you look at the species, they're definite yeah. hunters. And so he's going to be drawn to this. Not to eat it. Maybe just to see what the fuck is going on. Han Solo did say he little? was thinking with his stomach, though. 
they they use bows on a forest planet like are you saying that they're hunting plants and they're they're like like come on just saying all right yeah anyways not not okay probably not the 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 focal point of the conversation (laughs) but i disagree (laughs) so Uh, the penultimate scene luke versus vader yeah slash the emperor yeah which I enjoyed the introduction of the Emperor. I think they, the way they did the Emperor was really well done. Uh, you never really see him in a lot of lighting. He's wrinkly, old, and nasty. I yeah. like the Imperial Guard. Oh, yeah. The whole everything well, about this scene is pretty Star. rad. Yeah. He shows up with the new, the new Death Star. And yeah. Like, why the fuck isn't this shit finished? The whole everything about this scene, I think, is awesome. It, like, at least it from... hasn't been 17 years, you asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least from an aesthetic point, like... um. The lighting is really cool when when uh, um, Vader and Luke are going at it with the lightsabers. Like the choices of color and, and dark lighting in this area, so you really see, can focus on the sabers is just really awesome. It kind of does a really good job of showing light versus dark, um, and really sort of the internal struggle between Luke himself, you know, between with light versus dark and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, Imperial Guard looks rad. The the Emperor looks rad. And it does a good job of setting up, you know, um, Darth Vader for at least a little bit of redemption because there's basically a guy who out there who's a bigger dick. Like, it seems to me like this whole scene is driven towards, look, that guy's a bigger dick, which means you don't have to be such a big dick because he's the biggest dick in the galaxy. Yeah. Here's the thing. The Imperial Guard to me, the, the reason I mentioned that, and I'm going to go back to it regardless of whether or not we're trying to move past it. I'm not. Go ahead. No. Um... The Empire we've had, it's been a solid, just straight up contrast of the white stormtroopers and Darth Vader's black costume. The green fleet uniforms. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> so primarily what we would see is the shock troops, which are the stormtroopers, in sure. their white their white uniforms, and then in with them, as always, is Darth. Yeah. And then for the first time, we see just another really vivid color introduced, and that's the red, the Crimson Guard. Uh, he, I think he's sleeping. I don't know, but Bryce looked like he was jerking off over there for a little bit. His arm was going just a little bit. He's been doing that the whole time. That's a Dutch rudder, actually. Uh, he was moving Eddie's arm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it feels like somebody else is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Can we get that going around the other side of the table? Um so that's that's visually speaking that's kind of one of my my favorite moments of it is when you see the the this the red the crimson of the imperial guard sitting there and you get the impression that the emperor is somewhat more important than the other characters that we've seen as far as the empire is concerned actually when you put it like that it's kind of interesting too because then that sort of makes vader like basically the head imperial guard like vader is the lapdog of the emperor essentially yeah yeah Well, and I also, like, you look at the relationship between Vader and the Emperor, and you get that one line, uh, I thought I told you to stay with the fleet. You know, he's like, what the fuck are you doing back here? I told you to go somewhere. Why are you not there? And so you do get that relationship that you're my lapdog, fucking stay. Well, there's a couple of moments, too, that are kind of like that, because when when you think about the fact that when Vader first gets to the new Death Star... And the dude is up there making excuses to why they're not done. And he's like, oh, well, you can explain that to the Emperor when he gets here. And he's like, oh, the Emperor's coming here? We should double our efforts. You know, that kind yeah, of, that like, whole thing. Wait, why didn't you say that to me? Yeah, meanwhile, Vader's like, 
Fuck am I? <laughs> I'll yeah. choke you out. Stop fucking liver. God damn it. I'll choke you out. And the next guy will have to explain it to the emperor. Fucker. Like, <laughs> we don't get that. I but. would, but we need the manpower. Yeah. yeah. To be perfect. Yeah, honest. for sure. So, I mean, I, I think I like that theme. You're, you're, yeah, that's a great theme that runs throughout this portion of the movie. And uh, when we're talking about not just the Imperial Guard, but this wonderful, uh, this battle between Luke and vader slash the emperor i think one thing that you gotta like there's a lot of silence and like there's music and they, they set the mood with lighting and things like that but there's also a lot of silent moments that convey a whole lot yeah well and we don't know anything about the emperor Absolutely. at this point until luke gets brought before him and then he's like you'll no longer need those and all of a sudden his cuffs just drop off and shit and you're like oh this motherfucker's a jedi too or you know whatever um so that's that's kind of a a key point to um a reveal if you will Mm -hmm. for that and then just all of the emperor's dialogue throughout that entire scene and it's cut back and forth because we have the space battle as well as as what's going on in, in the throne room and it's luke trading shots with him your overconfidence is your weakness your faith in your friends is yours you know like that whole thing is just like that that piece is so well written well and to me it speaks to they've been trying to get luke over to the dark side and the subtle subversion is not working so fuck it let's go with the direct approach your beliefs are lacking your faith in your friends is lacking you all the stuff that you do is weak why don't you come over here and we'll teach you how to kick ass yeah i I really like this scene actually too because you can see the internal struggle in Luke with the way he fights. Like yes. in the last battle, it's like you pretty evenly match for about half a minute until Vader just starts handing Luke his ass. And then this one, like Luke gets pissed off and he's just totally wrecking Vader. Here's um, just purely through like hate and anger. And this is the thing that took me a long time to realize too. This this fight scene was engineered by Palpatine because he was going to take the survivor as his next apprentice whether yeah, it was vader yeah. you know he was going to continue on as as he was and whatnot and if it was luke then luke was just going to usurp the father um in terms of being his his apprentice whereas vader would have just as soon taken luke as his apprentice and they just fucking pitched the you know what i mean like there's a whole yeah. lot of things yeah. going around mm-hmm. um and nobody exactly knows what the other one's intentions are although palpatine should be wise to the intentions of vader because that's kind of how the sith work like it's always it's always like that uh but we don't know that as as movie viewers watching jedi for the first time obviously but yeah. it's it's really like the machinations there are kind of i mean i don't want to say obvious because it, because it's really well done but i mean that's mm-hmm. i mean you can see it all yeah um but yeah and then we get the we we do get a little bit of redemption uh toward the end because luke yeah. uh Va- vader throws him down the tube with one hand yeah. yeah just picks him up and chucks him and it's great and this is one of those scenes like you've got luke wins a lightsaber battle chops off vader's hand and looks at his own and realizes oh my god i'm becoming my father yeah and then you see, you hear the emperor in the background chuckling, going, "Good, good. Now finish him. Take your place at his place at my side. Become my apprentice, and all that good stuff." And this is where Luke makes that choice. He throws away the lightsaber, says, "You failed, your highness." Blah blah blah. Now I'm a Jedi like my father before me. And this is where you get the die. And Vader gets up, and you see 
despite the fact you can't see an expression on his face because of the mask, you see the struggle inside of Vader simply by him looking from one character to the that, next. That's one of the better parts. And that, to me, is... To me, yeah. Oh, it is just the part where, like, really, episode one, two, three, four, five, and 6 put together, that is Vader's... It's Anakin's rise, fall, and then redemption. And is it's it? the entire series in a nutshell. Is all six movies, even though three of them, you can fucking chuck all but about 45 minutes of them. Does it seem a little silly to you that we get more emotion from a guy in a mask who's not actually talking than we do from an actual person? Who was made to Christian play him scene? before he be- got yeah. the mask? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, just well, a little bit, yeah. with the exception of the uh, I hate you line. Yeah. No. All right, so. Shut <laughs> no. Let's talk favorite scenes. Favorite scenes of Jedi. Sam. Uh, for me, the favorite scene, it, I mean, if we want to go back to the originals without the no, it's the looking back and forth of Vader and then his picking silent. Fuck you viewers who see this and hear the no. It's the silent pickup of the Emperor and throwing him down the tube. That, that I think, does change a lot of the dynamic of that scene. Yeah, um, it we, changes it immensely. We can, we can argue back and forth about Greedo shooting first all day long uh, as far as, you know, the whole If you fucking point. take that side, I will... But... But having Vader actually have to vocalize to throw the Emperor down the little tube or whatnot, like yeah. that was unnecessary completely. And um, so I want to kind of like I wanted to mention that real quick, and then I'm going to definitely say that other than that, my favorite moment would have to be the um, it's a, during the space battle, and you see the I think it's one of the it's A-wing. a trap. Oh. I do love it's a trap. <laughs> you see the A wing pilot lose control of his starship. And it goes into the bridge of the Executor. Yeah, that was badass. And the Executor crashes into the surface of the Death Star. Yeah, that's, like, that, Tim, that's uh, pretty rad too. I fucking love that We asked part. you for one favorite moment. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the directions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to be invited back. All right, mm. Bryce, what's, you, what's yours? Uh, it's it's Vader Toss the Emperor. I'm not even going to try and go for something clever this time. It's, it's Vader taking him. And just fucking shooting him down the shaft. Presumably he will fall out and, you know, uh, eventually grab onto some sort of antenna. (laughs) He's just been hanging down there for the last 35 years or something. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because nobody actually falls. I guess we'll so. find out in five days, but yeah, oh, oh four hey, oh, now. Yeah, we're at we're at the four day mark now because we're past. I think are we? Twelve o'clock right now. Four days, Bam! folks. Four, four days. days. Oh. Four days, twenty two hours. I am so fucking hard right now. That's Anyways. me. That's me. It's it's just it's Vader tossing the Emperor with the Emperor, you know, trying to electrocute Luke and kill him the whole time, and Vader's like, "Fuck you, that's my son. I'm I'm done with this shit," and he just fucking goes for it you know that's that's me eddie okay i think we're all going to stick kind of in the same ballpark then because mine is when they're having the lightsaber battle uh luke basically stops i think i think it's when the uh, emperor's taunting him luke stops and turns off his saber and that to me represents the exact moment when Luke's made his choice because I don't know if you guys notice it, but there's actually a lot of back and forth where um, Luke might actually go to the dark side and it's kind of hinted that di- that direction. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of internal oh, yeah. turmoil, but to me that that moment right there represents when he makes his choice that he will not, even if that means his death. So um, it, it, it's, it's one of my favorite scenes and one of my favorite movies ever. So 
um, that right there is kind of the penultimate for me. Um, pretty small thing, but it's definitely one of the biggest moments in the movie, I think. Matthew? Um, the Ewoks. Okay, <laughs> totally kidding. Um, and now we mute Matt's microphone. No, <laughs> actually, I'm I'm gonna have to go. Um, in this, it's in the same ballpark. But my favorite, like, just visually speaking, like one of my favorite scenes in this entire movie is the actual lightsaber battle between Vader and Luke. Um, and it's it, it's toward the end when it's actually when you get like the Marvin Tabernacle Choir part in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, because you kind of see them like from side to side, and and Luke is like you see like the big broad sweeping strokes and whatnot with the with the saber yeah that's mad luke i think and it's and it's right before yeah it's it's right before he cuts his hand off and shit and realizes whoa whoa whoa, whoa. back up a little bit yeah. um but just I'm, again visually speaking that's one of my favorite moments of the entire uh trilogy and, and it's and it's kind of the end you know it's it's the climax so to speak so yeah that um it it's it's really hard though uh with this movie because even though this isn't the best of the the original three movies there's a lot of good there's so many fun parts i i had a real struggle picking exactly what scene i wanted to choose because there's so many fun parts about this movie and even though i think at this table empire probably strikes as our favorite um Mm -hmm. they've all they're all spectacular movies and they've all got something about them i think that that really i love so uh, i mean if you're looking for pure fun like actually the battle on the uh surface of indoor of the moon oh yeah it was fun. fun the the ewoks when they were cutting the the logs and they smashed the the, the speeder the bike atst chase, the speeder bike shake is chases epic yeah. yeah so much fun it looks way easier than on battlefront <laughs> <laughs> you are not kidding Weird. the speeder bikes are ridiculous um but yeah uh there's there's lots of fun stuff that happens in this movie, uh, and I made a joke about the Ewoks. They're kind of douchey, really. Yeah. Um, but but wicked, come on. <laughs> I'm Team Chirpa. All right. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways. Um. So yeah, that's it, guys. Like that's that's kind of our um our take on the original trilogy. Uh, if you listen to the um podcast about the prequel trilogy you'll notice that we actually hate these movies uh a lot less we don't hate them at all actually yeah um there's for me, there's bits and pieces but i just like and to go off of that we don't hate this growing up like this was my movie like all three of them together didn't matter which one you put in i'm gonna watch it like, yeah i think everybody at this table's probably seen these movies 47 times at least you know at the like, minimum you know yeah. i think when i was in high school i made it a point to watch the original trilogy at least once a month yeah. you know what i mean like yeah because i wasn't yeah. getting laid so <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why Who i don't knows? know <laughs> those things don't correlate no way sex and star wars correlation no, yeah, correlation and, does not equal causation like, all right and as, and as i as i get older and the more that i, I mean i'm not gonna you, lie, you still I, don't get laid sam I Let's watch a shitload of movies. <laughs> you know, it's something that I do. It's my escape. It's my, you know, my zen to go and watch a movie and fucking look at it. These are kind of movies that I judge everything else by. I mean, and they've got comedy. They've got action. They've got romance. They've got drama. They've got everything that you could ever want. They've even got a little bit of horror. And so these are the gold standard for me. Yeah. I, I, well said. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I can really add a whole lot to that as far as the appreciation for the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, and you know, special editions aside, uh, all that kind of stuff. The, I didn't grow up with the special editions. I don't think anybody here did. 
So luckily we remember them. Uh, some of you listening to this podcast may not remember a pre-special edition, uh, but hopefully um, from what I understand, they're coming soon. Yeah. So, yes. all right, folks, that's the show for this week. You, if you like this show um, and of course you did, you're going to want to probably listen to the next show we're going to do, which is going to be our follow-up after we watch the force awakens on Thursday evening. We're going to come right back here. We're going to record all of our thoughts and feelings as quickly as possible uh, to get them out to you guys. Let's so, be fair. It'll be Friday morning. Yeah, at that yeah, point, it definitely will be, it Friday, will be morning. Friday morning. Take a nap. Um, so come check us out. Um, if you want to email us or something like that, you can send your questions to questions at whatever.co. You can find us on Twitter at whatever show. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash whatever show. Uh, and we've all got our own Twitter handles too. I'm Charles E. Smith at, at Charles E. Smith at the brutal one at S S U M M E one, 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 four at, I don't have a Twitter handle. Yeah. You can send, you Bryce do. You email. just don't remember it. Do. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, and again, as, as previously mentioned, uh, don't miss our episode seven round table discussion immediately following our viewing of it. And then I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to, try to guarantee that within the next two months uh, we get a Man of Steel one out there so that we can have this done in plenty of time before uh, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, it's a, that's pretty much a done deal. This uh, one was down to the wire as we are, as we said before, four days and out from I episode just seven. Put this out there. We experimented a lot and we actually expanded the show in an effort to make this the best show that we could. So yeah, um, yeah. I hey. want to say thank you for inviting me over to do this i really appreciate it aka we we fucked up a lot um <laughs> no to sam's point i'm gonna and i'm gonna i'm gonna give him this this is this is kind of a funny funny story because um we, sam bryce had sat in with us on a podcast before sam has not uh but he did mention um he came over once hung out with us and whatnot and then uh he mentioned uh when we first decided that we were probably gonna go all, all go see episode seven uh upon release he was like, hey, we should do um, a podcast about each of the individual episodes. Uh, and then um, I had talked to Eddie and Eddie said, hey, uh, I think we should probably start thinking about doing some individual episodes uh, of about Star Wars and whatnot. And I was like, you know, Sam said the same thing. Maybe we should maybe we should just all sit down and do a big, big roundtable and whatnot. So um, this this idea was actually kind of uh, a born of, of Sam and Eddie, each individually coming up with this idea on their own. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, it was fun. It wasn't quite what we intended it to be because of some fuck ups along the way. <laughs> um, but I think it worked well. Like, uh, and, and I mean, yeah, we did, we did totally fuck up along the way. But I think this actually probably worked pretty well. The yeah. the trial and error that we went through actually kind of led us to um, I don't know deciding to bite the bullet and spend a little bit of money on some equipment mm -hmm. and whatnot. So yeah. uh, it was helpful in that uh, anybody who listens to the whatever show regularly probably has a better audio experience now <laughs> and, and we at least look somewhat like professionals even though we uh, maybe one of these days we'll know, set up a webcam and they can look at us with uh, our the, stupid headphones and the, the yeah. product I'm, I'm sure comes out very amateur filters but, you know, and whatever whatever sophomoric i would say yeah. sophomoric not amateurish okay, i'll give yeah. you that all right uh, we know what we're doing we're just tiny little children trapped in children <laughs> and bodies <laughs> at the end of the day we still like to talk about dicks a whole lot so <laughs> And boobies. Dicks, yeah. boobies. Wait, boobies. boobies. We hey, sat here for five minutes times? trying to find the boob in Empire Striker and the Return of the Jedi. So, for yeah, a quarter of a second, if that. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah. But um, yeah, 
All right, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. We'll see you after The Force Awakens in just four days. Oh, I might get sued for this, but may The Force be with you. Yeah.